Hey, this is the franchise, Shane Douglas. When you want all the information about the great sport of professional wrestling, all you have to do is come right here, the official podcast for Wrestling News Source. You're listening to the official Wrestling News Source podcast. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com or check us out on Facebook by searching WrestlingNewsSource.com or WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, and iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast or WNS Podcast. Now being broadcast in over 45 different countries, here are your hosts, Daniel Heron, Tyler Bear, and Doug. That's right. What's up, everyone? I am. I'm Dano Heron. I'm Tyler Abear. I'm Doug. And we welcome you to episode 168 of the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can find us on Facebook, WNS Podcast, on YouTube, WNS Video, and on iTunes, searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. Yo, you need to check out Player.fm, Beyond Pod, and Stitcher. Uh, search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. Uh, for Twitter, the main site's at WNSource. We are at WNS Podcast. You can find Daniel at WNS underscore Daniel. You can find Tyler at Tyler underscore Aver. That's right. We are everywhere, worldwide. Yeah. So uh, we appreciate you checking out the show. We certainly appreciate it as we get closer to WrestleMania. I know we're probably going to be getting a few new listeners, you know, being that WrestleMania is right around the corner. So for those of you who are listening for the first time, certainly do appreciate it. Uh, we understand if you don't agree with our our opinions and thoughts and stuff like that, and that's okay. Um, but we do appreciate you taking the time to uh, to check us out. And uh, if you happen to like us, subscribe to us on either iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, wherever you may be listening. Uh, rating. Yeah, leave, uh, leave us a review and rating. Let us know what you think. Um, so like I said, WrestleMania right around the corner, less than two weeks away now. Next, this time next week, we will be joined by our good friend Ben, coming from the, across the pond, as they like to say. We've never met him. Never met him. Haven't heard his voice, only based on what we think he sounds like, which is a rough Wade only, Barrett impersonation. Which he's a, a smaller dude, so yeah. technically will not sound like that. I think you yeah, guys but, are way off base. There's no way <laughs> that I think he sounds anything like Barrett. I, th- I, I envision him to have, at least in my head, like a very... Or at least a high, a somewhat high pitched voice. He's gonna sound very elegant. Um, you, think? you know, we've been chatting with him. You know, Ben Karen from Wrestling News Source. through Facebook for <laughs> years. So, what's Ben's official um, position? Director. Director of Wrestling News Source. So, Fancy, uh, yeah, big boy got his uh, got his title and everything. So, uh, so yeah, so welcome to the show. Um, we a- should make up a. We should make up positions of our own that sound really fancy. Yeah. Official co-host and producer uh, slash editor slash um, voice impersonation, Daniel Heron. What's yours, Tyler? Don't call me A. <laughs> um, or just don't call me. I'm a professional nobody. <laughs> How about you, Doug? What's your what's your title? Huh. What is my title? Hmm. What is your title? Professional I I want, badass. I want it to sound like super fancy like Ben's though. Mm-hmm. How about Director of Operations for <laughs> no. uh, <laughs> uh Chief Operating Officer of Total Divas. Okay, I'll be, I'll be chief correspondent of Total Divas. 
I'll be chief correspondent of Total Divas and super duper executive producer. <laughs> so that supersedes a producer. Super right. duper. Super duper executive? Was that it? Super super duper executive what is producer? Your, what is yours? I was just going to say producer. Oh, well, so you, you're, you're a super duper co-executive producer, uh, okay. and I'm super duper co-executive producer, also and correspondent. A, and A-Bear is professional nobody. Right. Professional okay. nobody. All right. <laughs> Mine's not so fancy, but... Yeah. Hey, whatever it takes. Tyler know, is like... asshole supreme. <laughs> asshole supreme. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... So, yeah, so we'll Professional <laughs> asshole supreme. <laughs> so welcome to the show. Chancellor asshole. Let's get that <laughs> out of Got a lot to talk about this week. Got your feedback. Going to discuss what happened on Raw as well. So we're going to have to ask, topics, total we're gonna have to ask Ben to, to address us by our former, <laughs> for, our former titles from if now he, on. If he claims that he listens to the show, he'll have no problem with that next week. So uh, we'll have to so see. Bear, when you pick him up from the A-board, if he, the, the airport, if he doesn't address you as your, <laughs> your full and proper title... And just keep on trucking. He's like Tyler. Tyler, like Supreme. Uh, what was it again? Professional Supreme asshole. Okay. And professional nobody. Professional nobody. Okay. AKA professional nobody. Okay. So, <laughs> so let's kick things off with some feedback that we got. The first one's coming to us from Alan on Stitcher, saying, "Hey guys, this episode of Raw was excellent in my opinion." He's referring to uh, to last week. The uh, no DQ match was fun to watch, and Orton was being a great heel. Uh, the closing segment was something I hadn't seen in a long time. As far as violence goes, they actually edited out the chair shot uh, to the head when they recapped it on SmackDown. Uh, it makes me anxious for WrestleMania so we can finally get the payoff. I wish uh, I could be there with you guys. By the way, the house show in Corpus was great. It started with Big E versus The Miz, who was entertaining for once and worked the knee, and it ended with Daniel Bryan defeating Kane in a cage match. We saw Dolph Ziggler and Fandango. A great time was had. So really cool stuff. Glad cool. glad we got to hear back from you on how your trip went. So, nice. Really good stuff. Uh, the next one's coming to us from AKM on YouTube uh, saying, Great show as always, guys. This week's Raw had its ups and downs. I think they uh, they really played the Cena-Wyatt feud perfectly, and I'm looking forward to the match at Mania. That's uh, Occam, dude. That's not, those aren't abbreviations. Oh. I don't believe. Well, Okay. Take it what you will. Uh, no, we're just going to give him a nickname so we don't keep fucking this up. Okay. What's his nickname going to be? Uh, well, it's super close Is to... Is it Occam? Yeah. Occam City. Uh, Occam yeah, City. Occam City. <laughs> right there. That's what I was leaning to get away with. Right. Hope you're a Batman fan, Occam. <laughs> if not, and then, well, yeah, it's going to suck for a while. But uh, <laughs> at least until you get used Cue to it. Because we're not going to Occam City. <laughs> <laughs> saying I'm still not fully sold on the uh, Cena Wyatt feud as everyone else, uh, or no, I'm sorry, I'm still not fully sold as everyone else on the Lesnar Taker match. Uh, I don't see Lesnar being able to keep up with Taker in an extended match due to the disease that made him leave the the UFC. I also had an emotional breakdown during the Scott Hall Hall of Fame induction vignette because it brought back memories of when the IC title meant something. Uh, and then he has a question that will. Uh, will address during the uh, the Q&A portion. So, uh, so yeah, so thank you for that. Um, do you guys remember what... Uh, I know something to do with Lesnar on his inside and, like, near his Diverticulitis. Was it diverticulitis or Crohn's? It's not Crohn's. I, I think it might be diverticulitis. Whoa. For Tyler to remember that and just toss it out on the fly is amazing. I'm impressed. 
because I got I'm, I well I'm undiagnosed. Ah, uh, diverticulitis. Okay. All right. I got the symptoms. Of You're self-diagnosed. Self-diagnosed. <laughs> self-diagnosed. So so there you so go. So that's like a hole in your intestines. Um. Well, the thing that confuses me is I know with Chrome's you have um no trouble with your intestines and stuff, and I know that. With diverticulitis, you have um, in your colon. There, I know when you eat seeds and stuff like that, uh, it gets stuck in pockets in your colon and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but no, what we're trying to say is we're also doctors at MD to those titles that we just <laughs> made up. I'm Doctor yes. Nobody. Doctor Nobody. So, um, Ken, are you Ken to Doctor Who? Mm-mm. Okay. Nope. All right. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, um, I'm. I think Lesnar should be all right. I mean, we've seen some of his matches in the past with uh, with Cena and Triple H and Punk, so he can, you know, he can still hold up his own. I think Lesnar works as physical of a style as anybody mm-hmm. uh, else going in the Fed today. I think he'll be fine. My main concern. I, I'm more concerned with Taker. Yeah, yeah. My concern is what Lesnar could do to Taker because Lesnar still doesn't really know his own strength, and we haven't seen Undertaker in a year, and. I think that he does know his on street. He just doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, that too. So. <laughs> um, I'm like not. It. I'm not saying he's like gonna like shoot on him. I'm just. I'm just right. saying he's like. I can see go? him. Yeah, I can I just see him being you like you know, reckless. You know, I don't know. Right. Not not even reckless. That's the, a poor choice of words as well. Mm-hmm. Just uh, he works a real physical style, and you know, Taker's getting up there. So. Yeah. So I guess this will be a. One of those last great tests for the Undertaker to see how he can do, but uh, but we do appreciate the feedback, Occam City. So uh, sorry, get used to it. Uh, next one's coming from <laughs> Way Gill on YouTube, saying, "Hey guys, keep up the good work. Great podcast. I'm listening all the way in Liverpool, England. Nice. So thank, thank you. you very much. We thank appreciate you, sir. that. That's awesome. Um, next bit of feedback we have is from I Hate the Miz. We've heard this guy before, <laughs> uh, saying great stuff as usual, but." The Total Divas recap really took it to another level, in my opinion. Uh, and glad that you guys think Vinny is the man as well. Hope you guys had a great time at WrestleMania. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah thank at least you. we have another, we have another person. Another who, uh, Vinny guy. Yeah. Oh, man. Another Vinny guy, another guy who... I'm surrounded. ...wants to, uh... <laughs> who likes uh, Total Divas. Mm-hmm. You need to switch over, man. There you go. Next one's coming to us from Jared saying, great discussion. Just recently found you guys through a friend, and also I was the one asking uh, if you guys had tickets or maybe knew someone who had them for sale at the San Antonio Raw. Thanks for the retweet, retweet on Twitter. And I actually looked into this. That was the uh, the WN Source Twitter. Uh, so oh, okay. that was more than likely uh, Lee who who retweeted that. Um, so I don't want to I don't want to take credit where credit is due. Okay. Um, uh, looking out for your listeners, you got you got one until you decide to quit doing what you do, which I hope is not anytime soon. Keep it up, guys. Thank you. Was just being so nice to us this week. I know it's it's really it's it's a odd change. Um, and uh, we did have one comment on YouTube that we're just not going to address because we've discussed it several times about the differences between the Battle Royal and the Royal Rumble. Anywho, so <laughs> if you want to know the difference, go back and listen to two episodes ago or whatever, whenever it was. It's. Was it just like a, a stupid comment, or, or I don't want to feel like we're ducking negative feedback. It's not negative feedback we're ducking. It's just a stupid comment. Um, I don't know. I don't know what what you would call it. I mean, if you want, I can I can pull it up and 
and we can check it out. Sure, we're uh, going to address it right fucking now. Let's do All this. Right, let's Live. do this podcast. We don't guys. duck negative feedback. All right. I mean, just, I mean, I'm just, you know, trying to make sure that we, you know, get everything done that needs to be done. So I'm also stalling for time. This stuff is loading. So here's the, uh, here's the comment. It's from Bama Dan. 1973-19, saying, not even seven minutes in, and I'm done. I gave it a shot, but another complaint that uh, that the Andre the Giant ba- uh, Memorial Battle Royal is too similar to the Royal Rumble. No, uh, no, Royal Rumble, two men start, uh, and another wrestler enters every 60 or 90 seconds, uh, whatever it is that year. The winner gets a title shot. Uh, or gets a champion gets a shot at the championship at WrestleMania. The Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal will have 30 men in the match starting at the same time, and the winner gets a trophy. It's not the same. Stop saying it's the same. Oh yeah, we you could have just said stupid comment. We already said okay. That. Well, there you go, stupid comment. So, uh, so yeah, <laughs> we said that. Not only did we say that the prior week when we originally addressed it, we even said it within. We said it on like. I would I would be willing to bet we even said it within the first seven minutes that he's talking about. Yeah. Quite possibly, unless we were high into to feedback around that time, but you know. Yeah, our point was not that we are confused as to what the rules are either. Yeah. I mean, thanks for uh, taking the time to listen, but if you're going to bring like the snark to us, like make sure you understand what we're saying. Right. So there you go. Um, okay, we already got that one. Uh, next one's coming to us from Dave C saying, I thought Fandango messed up that Hurricane Rana. From Goldust or and Goldust landed wrong. If you notice, Fandango misses at least one move every match. Uh, I have not noticed that, but uh, I'll keep an eye out. Either. But you know, it, it happens. Highly possible. I, I I don't remember. Uh, mm-hmm. To be honest, I don't remember at this point. And uh, if that's something I missed or didn't remember, then you know. Yeah. I I can see getting a little pissed off if someone hurts you or if it's the, your fault. I just my point was, um. I, well, I don't remember that, so I wasn't even taking that into account. But my point was, from what I had seen, it seemed like he was uh, pissed that Fandango blew a spot. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just kind of derailed, uh, not derailed, but it kind of, it, it, what was happening in the ring didn't fit like what had happened uh, throughout the match. It just felt off that he was like kind of frustrated. Frustrated, right? Yeah, lost his cool. So, all right, so there you go. So uh, so thank you all for the feedback. We certainly do appreciate it. Uh, now it's time to dive on into Raw. Two weeks before WrestleMania, getting ever closer, getting ready for our vacation time so that we can get out of here for a few days. Vacation time starts Saturday eh, for me. You can suck it. So. I have to work Saturday. Yeah, as, as do I. Sunday for Doug. <laughs> well, mine doesn't start until the day that we leave for New Orleans. So. Your vacation starts now. Uh, I mean... I have <laughs> mentally checked out at work. Uh, I like uh, the crazy look in your eyes you're giving him when you say that. He's trying to. He's trying to. <laughs> your vacation starts now. He's, he's trying to channel his John Taffer. He's been watching Bar Rescue and he's getting it with the eyes. You know, next he's going to be talking like this, and it's going to be it's going to be just all kind of weird. So, uh, <laughs> but no, uh, I mean, I have mentally checked out, and not to mention that my supervisor at work is leaving. So now, now. Not only am I not focused on work, but I'm having to learn new stuff at work because I'm having to pick up what he is used to do, and so that's a it's getting really tricky for me here at work. But is um, he gone? Gone like his Friday? It would be last his last day. So <laughs> he's usually like lurking around yeah. as we're recording. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I'm kind of being quiet about that. So uh, <laughs> well, that was my point. You didn't seem like you were being too quiet. About what? It. <laughs> but uh, 
But yeah, let's dive on into Raw. Um, we kick things off with uh, Stephanie McMahon coming out to address the uh, the universe and what happened at the end of Raw the prior week. Um, I forgot. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Again? Ham boning. Ham boning. Ham boning. <laughs> save your life someday. <laughs> Ham boning. Save your life one day. You'd be all like, what? You trying to mug me? I spilled drink on my shirt, and I was like, wait. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Well, anyways, so Stephanie comes out, addresses what happened the prior week, saying, you know, things got a little too far, carried away, blah, blah, blah. And um, Brandy Orton decides to come out and talk to her, and then Batista comes out, and the fans boo him. And I feel like I care more about Batista than Randy Orton. I don't know. Really? It's like I want to. Yeah. It's like I'm, <laughs> I'm pumped for him. Uh <laughs> I guess with the new movie coming out, Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff, mm-hmm. and I know that's, I think it was a bad time for him to come in with all this, well, with the Daniel Bryan push and all that stuff, but uh, right. But I don't know. I feel more for him than Randy Orton. <laughs> just do. <laughs> well, Randy kind of just seems like in the middle of it all, you know. Uh, it's like Batista is like, I didn't come here for, for my chance to be interrupted by someone else, and, you know, Orton's like, look, I don't, I don't I'm just here, what else? But, um, I don't know. Uh, Batista had some mic problems. Uh, Stephanie slapped Batista, which was pretty cool. Um, what he said, you get spit on, you get slobbered you drooled on. Drooled on. You get drooled on. It was like, Or Orton drools on you all the time. Why don't you go ahead and drool on him? Well, actually, I bet you get drooled on a lot. Um, and then Stephanie proceeded to <sighs> slap him. Orton was, found that to be pretty funny and, uh, and laughed. And then Batista speared him and ripped his pants. So... What did you think about this segment, Doug? Because I, honestly, I don't remember a whole lot about it. I sort of loved it. I mean, yeah. I, I think uh, they're getting really smart with how they, when they know they're going to get some pushback from the crowd, they're really smart with how they like control that. And it's almost like they're on the offensive. Yeah. And they're like, we're going to let you get it out of your system, or we're going to make you get it out of your system. Mm-hmm. They kind of put the guys like out there that they don't want to see, or even sometimes they will put the guys out there they do want to see. They give them something to like get it out of their system with yeah. uh, earlier in the earlier in the night, and uh, this felt like one of those that kind of strategy. But mm-hmm. I, th- it just felt like everyone was really good in this. I mean, yeah. Stephanie was awesome. And um, I like the line from Orton where he's like, "Oh, I'm just tuning them out." Like, you know, it was them yeah. having a conversation in the yeah. ring. They know the crowd is there, and they're like, "Ah, well, no, this this is just between you and me." Well, they both egg the crowd on. Yeah. To to an attempt to burn them out. All right, that's, get the yes that's, chance that's out. That's good. You know, I think that the. the that's good that they're coming out with a plan, you know, mm-hmm. to like try to burn them out and do all that stuff like that. Because I've been thinking that you know, way before all this stuff, I was like, what What can they do? What can they do? You know, the crowd's trying to take over. You know, and like, I, I want to be really clear. Like, I don't want a dead crowd. I like it when the crowd is hype. I want the yeah. crowd to be energetic, but I want the crowd to be receptive to what the sh- what the show has to offer. Yeah. Uh, I don't want a crowd that's going to try to take control of the show. I want them to be. I want them to be hot, interactive, but, but receptive to what's going on. Right. So, uh, I'm actually find it really uh, entertaining, and I find myself like really kind of marveling at the way they've uh, really came up with a game plan to control these crowds. Mm-hmm. And yes, you're gonna for the people saying there were seeing, yeah, they're gonna they're seeing it's, it's gonna be happening for a while. But it, they didn't they didn't take over the show. No. Um. I actually liked this crowd, with the with the exception of like the one CM Punk chant and stuff like that. Um, 
I, I, I like this crowd. They were vocal. They chanted stuff that pertained to what was going on. You know, during the Big Show and Titus O'Neil match, like, they weren't into it, you know, and, and that's fine. They chanted boring. They didn't start chanting JBL, Michael Cole, and all that, you know, all that random junk. Um, you know, they did get the CM Punk chant and the boring chant, but other than that, I felt like this crowd did a really good job of, you know, being vocal, but still being within the confines of, you know, this is how a crowd should. They react. were receptive to what, yeah, what the show had to offer, and that's fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't have any real problems with the show. I mean, I could nitpick. Like, I'd rather them like get behind. I would rather them get behind like Brian than say like Champ for seeing Bunk like mm-hmm. in, in a segment like right. that. But uh, I mean, you're not gonna be able to stop that. The people who think they're smart and cool are gonna do that, right? right. And that's and that's fine. It is what it is. But uh. Yeah, I mean, I really like this segment. I thought everyone did a really good job. Uh, I was really, uh, really entertained by the slap. She just slapped the fucking glasses right off his <laughs> like face. Like Batista, you know, just yeah, yeah. And he no sold it like great. Like he didn't flinch or anything. Yeah. Really, like, you know, he still he had a smile on his face. And uh, Orton like laughed at him. And yeah. I don't know. <laughs> look, I mean, um. It is entirely possible that I am like riding on the high of like WrestleMania hype because I'm about to. It's going to be a cool, fun weekend. Uh, this is my second Mania weekend, so I kind of know what to expect, and uh, you know yeah. I know that I'm going to have a good time with my buddies and see a ton of wrestling, and you know that gets Woo. me hype. So it's possible that I'm riding a little bit on that hype already, getting that adrenaline. And I'm, I'm real positive about the show. But I thought I got to be honest, man. I thought I thought this this brawl had like packed a punch i mean i thought as did i you know i thought there was a lot of good stuff going on yes um you know they had they had they had a lot going on this episode um you know they they covered a lot of ground yeah there wasn't you know match after match after match after match after match we've gotten plenty of those episodes in in past weeks uh you know this was let's tell the stories let's let's progress the storylines um, one thing that I absolutely cracked up about was uh, whenever Batista's mic was having issues and, you know, he's trying to talk and Steph's like, oh, there's a microphone right there. Just pick it up. What were you saying? Uh, it, you were babbling on about something. I don't know. I wasn't even paying attention. And, it, you know, it kind of makes me wonder, like, you know, or it, it kind of reminds me of what we were talking about either last week or the week before where we were like, you know, you have two heels in the ring and on, you know, any other day, They'd be like, yes, let's team up and, you know, we'll fight the good and ha ha ha, you know. But whereas this one, it's just like, no, I hate you. Oh, I hate you too. Um, and now you've got Stephanie McMahon in there as well. So it's like, what, what are you babbling on about this time? You know, it's like all three people being heels and it, and it working. Um, so, and then the slap happened, which is, which is great. And, uh, Isn't that weird though? Like you said, three. No, I actually I didn't have a problem with it because they made it like I said they made it work. Um, they, you know, they're all saying we have a common goal, but just because we have a common goal doesn't mean we're going to be friends about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, they all want to win. You know, uh, Randy Orton and Batista want to win at WrestleMania. You know, Steph doesn't want to see Daniel Bryan win. So you know, they have a common goal, but they don't agree with one another. So. Just uh, some interesting stuff to uh, to kick off the show. But the uh, the first match we had uh, was a fatal four-way to determine the number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship um, between Dolph Ziggler, Alberto Del Rio, and Sheamus, uh, and Christian. And then um, Big E was, was 
ringside for this matchup. I thought this was a very strong matchup, a great start uh, for the for the show. Um, you know, all four guys had really good chemistry together. The fans were into it. Um, it was there were a few miscommunications, but other than that, I thought this was a really solid matchup. How about you guys? I uh, missed part. <laughs> Doug, how about you? I thought it was a hot match, and mm-hmm. uh, these are all guys who don't necessarily have a spot other than the Royal, the uh, Battle Royal, and they were all out there working hard. Yeah, put on a good show, and yeah, it was the first of several hot matches throughout the night. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a very good wrestling show from a match quality standpoint. This was hot. Uh, Cena Harper was hot, and the Shield Real Americans was hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's three uh, really not not, and I'm not saying those were three like hot little six-minute TV-style matches. They were just three hot matches, like, period. Right. Definitely. Uh, and Christian ended up getting the victory on that one, defeating Dolph Ziggler, Alberto Del Rio, and Sheamus to become the number one contender. But during the match, or towards the end, I suppose, uh, Christian ended up suffering a minor concussion and actually had to pull out of the uh, of the matchup for main event, um, which prompted we got to see main event uh, earlier in the night where... Uh, they decided to have a triple threat to determine the new number one contender. So, unfortunate break for uh, for Christian, and that we got we got to see uh, wow. Dolph Ziggler, Alberto Del Rio, and Sheamus in a triple threat match, where Dolph Ziggler ended up getting the victory on that one, but then he lost to uh, to Biggie Langston <coughs> on uh, on main event. So, um, not really sure what they're gonna do next for for Big E, but I know he's gonna be in the uh, the Battle Royal. So, I guess maybe like the night after. WrestleMania can be like a good restart for for them all, you know. Start putting some more focus on it. So we'll, we'll have, have to, to see. see. Yep. <laughs> you trying to steal my lines? <laughs> yeah. Vintage. But um, yeah. Next up, we got to see a uh, a promo from the uh, from the Wyatt families. Um, Bray Wyatt delivering a, a pretty good promo, saying, you know, we can see you. You know, you're all over here. You know, it's it's. Everybody you know, can see. You. Yeah, everyone can see you, but can you see us? So, um, so interesting stuff. Really good. Um, another one of those interpret it as you will <laughs> kind of things. Uh, what do you think, Doug? It was fun. What was it? Uh, what was that thing you said a few a few uh, shows ago? There's a shovel or something. What'd you say about the the cryptic Wyatt? You you're making up your own. Oh man, I don't remember. That was however long ago. So um, next up, we got to see Sin Cara going up against Damian Sandow with Scooby Doo. The Mystery Machine drove in, and uh, you know Sin Cara is going to be in the uh, the Scooby Doo video. Tyler, have you bought that movie yet? No, I want to. Oh yeah. Well, maybe after the show you can go and and pick it up. Or I'll but, go uh, home. Huh? Or I'll go home. Or you can go home. <laughs> Rut row. So uh, so yeah, Scooby Doo is ringside cheering on Sin Cara. Um, and Sinkar gets the victory over Damian Sandow. Really, you know, it was a short, it was a short matchup. It was there to plug the movie. It did what it did. You know, it did what it needed to do. So, um, nothing really to take away from it. So, moving on. What? Supposed to make that joke. What joke? Shaggy wasn't there. Oh well, people saw the Facebook page and commented on it. So, the reason why Shaggy was not at Raw is because you know the wellness policy. So, there you go. Good. Mm-hmm. Okay. So next up, we got to see Los Matadores going up against Rybaxel in a very short matchup. Um, after the Shield came down and caused a distraction, giving Los, La- Los Matadores the win over Rybaxel, 
because uh, on SmackDown, Ryback's on the Real Americans, um, along with the New Age Outlaws and Kane, put a beat down on the Shield. So uh, Shield were back for revenge. And uh, after the matchup, they went to town on Ryback'sle, giving uh, Ryback the uh, the triple power bomb. Uh, anything to really take away from the matchup? Not really. I just saw like a commotion in the crowd. And yeah, they were like looking at. I was like, "What is going on?" But then when they panned over in the show, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like they're really responding. To mm-hmm. them. And uh, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, the the crowd, you know, <clears throat> like you said, definitely responding to to what the Shield was doing. Um, you know the. They've they've got that flash to them that, that puts them as a as a good face team as well as a heel. Uh, you know the crowd was solidly behind Roman Reigns whenever he was pumping up for the uh, for the triple power bomb and did the <laughs> you know the whole crowd did that as well. So you know it's really good to see the the crowd getting into it. Um, plus plus uh, Ryback deserved to go through it. <laughs> he didn't go through a table. Uh, that was Cesaro later. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was, no. Yeah. What am I thinking of? I don't know. What are you thinking of? I don't know. Are you thinking of like the Survivor Series when Ryback faced CM Punk and no. Shield made their debut and put him through the table? I wasn't thinking of that, but yeah, that uh, did happen. It yeah. did, yes. <laughs> so next up, we got to see uh, Michael Cole interview Triple H in the center of the ring. Um, you know, good good mic work from from Triple H, as you know he he is known to do. He's he's done a really good job. Uh, he's always done a good job as a uh, as a heel. So um, you know he was. He's just so damn believable in that role. Yes, and uh, it was just really good stuff. You know, teasing the crowd, going, you know, let's let's talk reality. In fact, let's start the reality era and. You know, the reality of it is that I'm going to destroy the Yes movement. I'm going to stop Daniel Bryan and everything that he's worked up, worked up to have. So, you know, really trying to set him up as a viable threat uh, for Daniel Bryan because, you know, it's, it's the Cinderella story coming, coming to fruition for WrestleMania. With, you know, you, you're, you're going to see Daniel Bryan defeat Triple H and then go on to defeat Randy Orton and Batista, become the, you know, the champion at WrestleMania, with the pyro going off, and the fans going wild, and everything. Uh, but they have to they have to make it seem like Triple H is a viable threat to this, which I mean he is. But you know you have to make it appear more believable, especially after what he did last week on Raw. It's it's not that they have to it's not that they have to make him appear as a threat. It's just that the the ending of the story is so has to end in a certain way for the story to make sense mm. and they have to they're trying to like plant a seed of doubt in your in your head so that right. it's not a foregone conclusion that um Brian's just going to walk out with it they want you to to think that there is a chance that anything can happen right and that's for the best but um I really like his point of view his character's point of view stating that uh this is not what I wanted uh you guys are confused I was Triple H, the COO, but you guys wanted the compete. This is what you guys asked for. This is what Daniel mm-hmm. Bryan asked for. They wanted they wanted the game, and when they got the game, now you're pissed off about it. <laughs> I really like that point of view. Uh, I do not need the buzzwords of the reality era flying around. Yeah. And uh, I don't mind. It seems that the idea of the reality era, which is something we've been talking about for a few months now, is that they want to play with uh, – people's perception of these guys as people behind the curtain. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And that I'm that I think is kind of fascinating, and that I think they can do a lot with, and that I think they can learn to get genuine reactions out of people with, so that it's not your either your polite your polite pop or your polite boo. You can cultivate some like real like emotional attachment to these people, right. whether that's positive or negative. So I am kind of in favor of like this new way that they're trying or this this new. I like what the, what has come out of the quote unquote like. Re- Hopefully this is like a one week thing and this isn't like, like <laughs> no the PG era is dead. Long live the reality yeah, era. Well, like I don't need a buzzword <laughs> and I for goddamn sure don't need them immediately going to the the announce team where they're talking about uh, Summary being a, using insider terms on call on commentary talking about Summary being a stooge from Total Divas. Look, I get that like <laughs> the term like the in, the term stooge isn't as isn't doesn't expose as much as like saying like heel and babyface and work and shit like that or, mm-hmm. or, or real, but uh, I think it's a slippery slope and I think it's a slippery slope that they have not uh, like aired on the side, the correct side of in the past so far. So I'm real like apprehensive of this like reality era shit. I don't want to hear the buzzwords of reality era. I don't want to hear fucking insider <laughs> terms thrown around. I don't want fucking like, I don't want fucking babyface heel jobber t-shirts like they've had in the fucking past. Like, yeah. Look, if you're going to play with people's perception of the people from behind the character, like from behind the curtain to get responses out of people, uh, so far so good. Like, I like what you're doing there, but leave all that other bullshit alone. I don't need, yeah. I don't need fucking, uh, all the bullshit on commentary about stooges and I don't need fucking kayfabe t-shirts. Uh, don't fucking like insult my intelligence by saying this shit's fake. Like, uh, cause to me, when you say this is the reality era, it's like the, to me, that says this is when stuff is really getting real and all that other stuff was fakey fake, which insults me as a it's, fan. It's, it's what happens me as a fan. when you put a locker room in the center of the ring and things start getting real. But when you say <laughs> you when, you, when you're trying to like when you're trying to when you're trying to coin a phrase so that you can get real buzzword happy and mm-hmm. say reality area, excuse me, reality era, that to me says Things are real now, and all that other shit is fakey fake, and that insults me as a fan. Like, because I spent years of my life following that fakey fake shit. Yeah. So don't fucking insult my intelligence, and don't fucking insult my allegiance to you. Mm-hmm. By, 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 if you're gonna play with your expectations from a perception standpoint, fine. But I don't need all that bullshit coming with it. And and the only reason I'm kind of getting a little ranty about it now is because immediately after this segment, they go straight to commentary where they're stuck fucking saying stooge a bunch. Which I realize is not the most, like, outing the business term, you know, but it's still one of those insider terms, and that coming right on the heels of the reality or thing just really rubbed me the wrong way. Well, in that in that you know same argument, would you say that, um, you know, you're talking about how you don't want the insider terms and you don't want it and stuff like that, but. On the same page, you're a huge fan of like Total Divas, the behind the scenes, what's going on in their real lives and stuff like that. You know, real quotes. Oh. Um, you know, where 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 does that come into play? Well, first of all, like that is not their real lives. That's, <laughs> that is uh, a reality t- television show, they're, which we they're all characters know who happen scripted. to share the same name. <laughs> right? They're they're also characters on Total Divas, yeah. and I think we've. I mean, I feel like we've gotten that point across in right. us talking about Total Divas, so I don't think feel like it's the same thing. I'm mostly just bringing it up for someone who might be, you know, right. fairly new or you know, who who would come in and say, "Well, you know, you're you're 
all high on Total Divas, but you're you're hating against the behind the scenes stuff. So, you know, just kind of putting that out there. Yeah, I, I don't think it's the same thing. Like I like because they're not on their show telling like they're they're saying hey we play we're, those are our characters on Total Divas, mm-hmm. but I don't consider that to be in continuity of WWE television. Like Raw, SmackDown, main event, pay per view, I consider that in continuity shit. Right. Uh, I don't consider Total Divas to be in continuity. And I don't know. Like, at that same token, you would be like, so why ever listen to an interview from a person? Like, if you're, I mean, if you're going to take that staunch of a stance against it, you can mm-hmm. say, why would you listen to a shoot interview? Why would you want to know anything about the business? I'm not right. saying that I'm not. I'm obviously, I do a wrestling fucking podcast. I'm, <laughs> off, I'm obviously fascinated by what actually happens in the business, or mm-hmm. I wouldn't be doing this. But. When, like, in the confines of a movie, they don't turn to the screen and wink and say, that's the good guy, this is the bad guy. It's like, you know the, you know the good guy's going to win here, guys. Like, you don't, like, you don't ruin, like, the illusion as You're it's happening. the fourth wall. Right. Yeah, you don't, like, not as it's happening. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So, I mean, I think that if you're going to make that argument about Total Divas, you would say, like, why would you care to know anything about the business other right. than what's happening on Raw, what's happening on SmackDown? I think it's, you don't break the illusion during Raw. Like, yeah. you know, if you're going to do it, like, off of... Earth 1 and Earth 2. We've been yeah, saying I it mean, for months. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Keep that separate. <laughs> so... Tyler, like I don't mean? want I don't want Triple H to be like this is fake, but now it's getting really real. Like you're not even real cops. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But if I'm listening to a, like an interview of Triple H that is not on WWE programming, that's different. Right. That's yeah. not the same continuity. Right. What do you think, Tyler? <coughs> I mean, I, <coughs> sorry, I agree with him. I mean, that's 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 weird to saying this is you know real when uh, it's. Things, some things he says it's real and fake, and they mix it up, and yeah, it's when Earth One and Earth Two clash, and you get that with all the gray like, area, like you already said, like all the stuff that's happening these days with you know, even all you know, everything's changing the whole landscape, you know, even like from the fans, you know, taking over the show from Hills doing face, you know, doing you know, mm-hmm. face doing Hillish things, and Hills doing face, yeah, mm-hmm. it's all kind of craziness, but uh, but. Other than that, really good mic work from Triple like, H. This is the this is the best way I can put it. Like, um, I may watch an interview with the stars of like, say, okay, Captain America is coming up. It's coming out next week. We'll be. I'm gonna make you guys go see it while we're in New Orleans. But like, <laughs> Winter Soldier will be out next week. Like, if in the middle of Captain America, Captain America goes, "Don't worry, guys, it's a fucking movie. I got this." Like in the middle of his shit, like then you're like, "That kills the drama of the fucking movie." Mm-hmm. So within your continuity, don't tell me it's it's really real now or that like those shit's uh, big, right? those old like direct TV uh, commercials they had a while back whenever they would have like a scene from a movie and they would just go, "Oh, want to know how I got this?" by switching to just like they break in midway through the scene. Right, but if I'm yeah. if I, but if I'm hearing an interview with the stars of the movie talking about the movie, I don't then say that's a different thing. You know right. what I mean? Okay. So, uh, but other than that, really good mic work from Triple H. Just uh, yeah, he's totally know, believable. Plays an excellent heel, always has. Um, next up, we got to see a short match from Cody Rhodes going up against Fandango. Um, you know, we say it was short because Goldust decided to dance next to Summer Rae and. Summer Rae took offense to that and decided to have a dance-off 
impromptu uh, with gold dust. And that caused Fandango to get distracted, disaster kick, Cody Rhodes gets the victory. Um, where are they going with this? I don't know, but that finish was awkward.com because <laughs> Summer Rae did the fake injury thing, but nobody, like, she didn't sway the outcome of the match by mm. doing it. And then she just hopped up and laughed it off like it was a trick all along, but it didn't do anything. You know like what I'm saying? Goldust didn't have any concern. Fandango, Fandango was, was like, what's going on? <laughs> right. Why is Cody Rose's foot coming closer to my owl? You know? Right. Uh, and then she's like, oh, yay, I, I tricked you. Oh, we lost. Awkward.com. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what happened there. Awkward turtle. So, um, yeah. So Cody Rhodes ends up getting the victory. Next up, we got to see Hulk Hogan, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Joe, insert last name here, whatever, um, coming out and talking about you know, Arnold's Did you know who the movie? fuck this guy was? I had no clue. No who? idea. It was a tall dude, though. He's a big dude taller. Do you know who the fuck that guy was? Mm-mm. You got fucking Hulk Hogan, Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> and this dude. I don't know who the fuck <laughs> this guy is. An insert name here. Yeah. yeah. Joe, Joe, not Rogan. I heard someone say that he was a big wrestling fan, actually, too. And uh, and I can't, like, dispute that because I don't know. Who, I don't, still don't know <laughs> yeah. who he is. Yeah. I'm sure know. he'll get a replica championship belt in no time, though. I kind of love this, though. I mean... I kind of love this. Yeah, Miz was kind of like great in this, even like whoa. Ho- Ho- Hogan was like, Hogan was all, like how how the crowd was so into Hogan and that was awesome. Mm-hmm. The crowd was so into Arnold and that was awesome. I like Arnold too. I mean, fuck, yeah, fucking he like, brings joy just by hearing yeah. him talk. Oh, it's great to be back in New York. In New York, yeah, I mean, New Orleans. He was New like, Orleans. he was putting he was putting Hogan over huge. He was putting over Bruno. It's like it was just cool. I mean, he was so short. Compared to Hogan, he was short. Yeah, that other dude's tall. That other dude was like... <laughs> a giant. A foot taller than him. He Arnold. was standing in the middle of two giants. Yeah. Supposedly he lost... I heard something about like bodybuilders, like spine, like not... Shrink down a yeah, little bit. Yeah, whatever. Was, he was probably on steroids, guys. I mean, he was. Yeah, you know. But, uh... He went to go to WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, no, it was cool. Like, I got I got nothing but love for Arnold. I mean, yeah. like, that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I got... I mean, look, I got nothing but love for Hogan and, you know... And that other guy did a good job. Yeah, the I mean he was kind of goofy, but I mean what I mean whatever. I got this, guys. <laughs> they kind of shit on that guy too. They're like, <laughs> who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> give it up for him. So uh, give it up for him. <laughs> give it up for Joe. They were like, they were fucking Hogan. Yeah, they were hot for Arnold, Hogan. Yeah, they were fucking hot Joe. for him. <laughs> <laughs> who are you? So uh, even like I kind of loved how the Miz was. I I kind of loved how the Miz was like. You guys play tough guys. I'm a real fucking tough guy who does, <laughs> who does acting on the side. I, I totally pop for that. And uh, I don't know. I thought that was a great line. I thought this mm-hmm. was like totally fine here. I don't know. You all saw it and you loved it. Yeah. I love him comparing his shitty like DVD release movie. <laughs> his lifetime film that <laughs> yeah. didn't even make it to DVD release. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like him. His straight to, to video movie. He compared that to their like. You'll see it at your $5 bin at your car, local car wash. <laughs> and I love that he was like, local you guys, you guys pretend to be tough guys. I'm a tough guy. He does acting on the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought this was kind of great here. I don't know. Like, Whoa. it's a little weird to like. Is that's, that's, a, that's a tough pill to swallow. Everything he did, I thought he was fine and everything yeah. he did. I'm still, like, very skeptical of, like, like using, like, I get, I get the argument for why they do it, but I still kind of don't love how they, like, bitch their guy. Even even the Miz is dumbass. I, I don't, <laughs> I kind of don't get how or why they 
so quick to bitch their guys out for like you know like guys who just come in to promote shit. Dude, but it was I mean, Arnold wanting to get into Andre Giants Battle Royal. Yeah, I mean, wow. At least it was Hogan that gave him the the heave over. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I kind of. I mean, I mean, and that Joe guy flubbed his line just a little bit. I don't remember exactly what he said, but he was like, "You want, you want me to leave?" Or no, it was something like that. It was there towards the end. He was just like, "Make me" or something. I don't remember, but he he flubbed it up a little bit. And it was kind of like I feel like he forgot a line, a, a word or two, but you know, nitpick right there. I mean, again, I may just be like high on like mania season and yeah. like be overly optimistic right now. Or? Well, I'm just overly nitpicking on it. But I mean, like, did you have a problem with anything he said or did? No, I had no, I had no problems with the segment whatsoever. They did what they it was wanted still to do. Good. I mean, they, yeah, they they. Plugged the movie. They hyped WrestleMania. They got the cheers from the crowd for saying, "Hey, we got two more spots for you if you want." Yeah, and you know, and that prompted the Miz to come out. And uh, this was like by far the least offensive, like product placement, like mm-hmm. plug whatever I were here for thing that they've done. It's way, way more like less offensive than the Betty White shit. Way more less offensive than what was that Michael Strahan guy where him and Titus did and the Miz did that like. That crazy weird yes. thing, like what the fuck was happening there? Yeah, it's way more. It's 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 been the best one. Of these they went in the time. ring, plugged what they needed to plug, had the bad guy come out, take care of the bad guy, send the crowd happy. Yay! Okay, moving Yay. on. Yeah, I mean it was fine. I mean it was the same with the Scooby Doo. Like, you know, there was a lot going on in this ep in in this this week's Raw. Well, I'm not like a Scooby Doo fan, so I, I they didn't they didn't pop me for. I, I'll pop for Arnold because I mean who the. Conan, Terminator, like, it fucking right. list goes on and on, right? But, like, I'm not a Scooby-Doo kid, so, I mean... Right, but what I'm saying is, like, it wasn't... shove it down my throat. Yeah, it wasn't like, oh, by the way, before we go to commercial, download the app and make sure to buy Scooby-Doo and Scooby-Doo and make sure to use the hashtag Scooby-Doo. I wonder who was Scooby. I'm sure that's on a news site somewhere, right? It was Unico. Was it? No. Uh, who was it? Scene Cara was Unico. But it's a long-running get- Jack, you said Hunico. You said it was Hunico, but I, when you said Hunico, my head said Camacho, and I was uh. like, I was like, I don't know. Camacho's pretty fucking bulky, dude. Yeah. Well, I don't know. And the, and the question is, who was the driver of the mystery machine? Was it Fred? Was it Daphne? I don't know. But anyways, no problems with this. Uh, I felt like they did a a, a really good job. But uh, yeah, my like relationship with Scooby Doo is like ends begins and ends with oh hey batman and robin were in that one like you know that's it <laughs> the harlem globetrotters were on there as well johnny bravo was on there one time yeah scooby-doo's been around for a while oh, no. 60s or so so yeah next up we got to see the big show going up against titus o'neill uh this was the match that the crowd kind of lost interest in but it wasn't like a terrible match but it was kind of just one of those what's going on uh i guess it was more of a Let's test uh, the big show. You know, he's he's the odds-on favorite for the Battle Royal, so we'll put him up against another big guy being Titus O'Neil and see how they clash and all that. And, you know, they kind of they tease the, uh, um, you know, Titus O'Neil trying to get big show over the top rope with the clotheslines and, you know, big show kind of catching himself, getting back in the ring. And um, But other than that, it was kind of just a, a throwaway matchup. So... Big Show ended up getting the victory on that one. Uh, next up, we got to see a backstage segment with John Cena kind of washing up, uh, getting ready for his matchup. And, uh, you know, he happens to can't catch in the mirror the uh, the mask from the uh, from the Wyatt family. And he turns around, and the mask is suddenly gone. And, uh, you know, 
he seemed to be a little what bit creeped it? out uh, creeped out about it. Um, something I really liked about it. Uh, one last week after Raw, they normally do the Michael Cole and Triple H segment, you know, where where they discuss what's going on on WWE.com. Uh, this week they or th- this past week they had John Cena where he's like, I'm scared. Like I I don't know what they want to do. You know, uh, he's like I. I I haven't scouted uh, Bray Wyatt. Like, I don't know what he's capable of doing. I just know that he wants to hurt me and hurt my legacy. Um, so it's showing that Cena finds Harper or finds Bray as a threat. The entire Wyatt family, I should say, uh, find him as a threat now. Uh, so he's kind of getting weirded out, getting creeped out, psychologically uh, getting played by the Wyatt family, uh, which is good. You need you, you need to have uh, you know. You need to have it seem like, okay, they might have they might have gotten into his head. This could cause Cena to lose, uh, because you know too too far and uh, too far in between to Cena lose cleanly. Um, which not saying that that won't happen, but you know, um, I'm not really sure where I'm going with this now. I kind of kind of lost track. I don't know that I agree with that. Yeah. I don't know that I agree with too far and in between does he lose cleanly. I think he loses cleanly to the guys he needs to. Yeah. To the guys that matters. Punk, Brian. Mm-hmm. Who else should he have jobbed clean to in the past few years? Rock. But that that led to the, you know, rematch the the following year. I think but, they. Uh, they I think that was a business decision. They were yeah. trusting him. And I think that's somewhat acceptable. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. I mean, like. I mean, I look, I people, I. I can understand people saying like I'm. Um, I find Cena still like I'm. I'm kind of tired of seeing him. He could use some time off to freshen up. I understand that, but like this whole like idea that he needs to start losing to everybody. Like I don't. I mean, he doesn't need you. Like if Cena just starts jobbing to everybody, mm-hmm. then it doesn't matter. He doesn't give anybody the rub. Then it doesn't right. mean anything because it doesn't mean anything. Like he loses to the guys he needs to lose to. Punk right. Brian. He, like you said, he, he probably should have lost to Lesnar, but it was a business decision. They mm-hmm. were making sure Lesnar was back to play ball and he wasn't going to bounce on his – like right. get out of his contract early again after he beat their top guy. Right. It's a, I mean, it makes sense from a business standpoint. But, I mean, like – I mean, why it's a guy who I think they're given a genuine look at. Is this a guy we're going to put over Cena? Like, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think that – that whole like Cena doesn't lose enough does not hold any water with me because I think he loses to the guys he needs to lose to. Right. Um, one thing that I do like what they're doing with with Cena is sort of having him being the if you want to make a name for yourself if you want to be the future of this business that's what you have to do you have to beat me uh, you know and this is a good challenge for Bray Wyatt to you know to to enter that next realm you know of of the future of WWE because you know. Five years from now, we probably won't see John Cena. We probably won't see Randy Orton. I mean, it's it's highly likely likely that we will, but there's still that strong possibility. Batista will be gone. Orton might be gone. Uh, Undertaker will be gone. You know, Mysterio will be gone. Del Rio is going to be gone. Maybe even Big Show. Maybe even Kane. So you have you know the, these are the names that are going to be probably out the door within the next five years or so. Um, so this is this is the time to start building that next generation of guys, I think. Anyways, my my worry is that they're so light on the hill side that I think he's going to get baby faced in this somehow. Not by their design, but the crowd is going to react to him as the baby face. Yeah, 
and they real they don't need they're really light on the hillside right now. You got Brock Lesnar. What's another? What's the top notch hill that you got besides Lesnar? You need Wyatt. You need Orton the Wyatt Batista, but yeah, but they're the crowd, more just like boo because I hate you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess like in in sort of the new generation, like the new way of doing things, like legit heat is legit heat. So Christian, yeah. like, I don't know, but like, oh no, he's out though. But I mean, Christian. Well, I mean, he'll be back him. shortly. Triple H, I don't count because he's part he's part time at best. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got. So that's those three guys are your top hills, I guess. Yeah. But uh, they're definitely more heavy on the. But I do kind of like their this trend of if you if the crowd genuinely wants to cheer for a guy, they're just gonna make him baby faces. Right. Like Shield, you guys, you guys want to cheer these guys? They're fucking baby faces now. That's good, I think, because you fight against the people who are just that you you fight against the people who are gonna cheer the like cool hills. You fight against I think the- I think the the shield turn was because of the feud between the Wyatt family. You know the fans are sort of cho- uh, forced to choose, and you know you go back and watch their matchup. It was still divided. It was still fifty fifty with the let's go shield, let's go Wyatt's you know chance and stuff like that. But you know, given the opportunity, more people went with the shield, and it kind of, it just stuck that way. I think uh, I think. But I think that I I easily see that happening with Bray Wyatt and John Cena at WrestleMania. Right. I could easily see like seventy or however many thousand people mm-hmm. are like going crazy for Bray. Yeah, Wyatt. you're you're gonna get okay on a on a given night. Cena's reaction is 50 50 percent like him, fifty percent. Been on the city, but yeah, you know, generally on, on an average, depending on where they go, I would give it a fifty fifty. Uh, you know, you always have the let's go Cena Cena sucks chance, no matter where he goes, he always gets a reaction. Whereas Bray Wyatt, he does the heel things, but it's sort of a throwback to the gimmicks, you know. And I think I think we're seeing sort of a witness, uh, we're sort of witnessing a return of gimmick-ish uh, stuff coming back. Um, you know, he's got a catchy theme music, which you know that's going to get over with the crowd. Any anytime you you got a really good theme song that the crowd can get behind, you know they're going to get behind it. You know, we witnessed that at TLC with everyone clapping. Along with the uh, with the theme, so you know you get people involved in that, so they're gonna like they're gonna like when they hear the song, meaning that you're gonna like a little bit more of of Bray Wyatt, and you know he's been delivering really good mic work, um, so the people are really liking that because you know we there there are a lot of people who are talented on the roster who can't deliver a promo, and Bray Wyatt goes out there with a microphone and does some really good work, um, so you know it's. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I like the guy, but the problem I see them running into is he's popular, mm-hmm. so he's going to get babyface reactions yeah. some of the time. But that gimmick doesn't work in a babyface role for no, me. No, it doesn't. And he, and if he just becomes babyface pandering to the crowd, he mm-hmm. he loses his teeth. Like it's like right. that cuts the nuts off the gimmick. Right, Brooklyn, we're here. So yeah, that's that's one thing that that they should cut out, you know, him doing the the city champ because that's all, that always gets a pop. If if he if he becomes a babyface and is pandering to the crowd, that cuts the nuts off the gimmick. It doesn't work as a babyface gimmick. Right. So I think that but he's a popular guy that the fans want to cheer. So I find that's like a a conundrum. It's like, sort of a give and take. Yeah. Like, well, you want him to get a reaction. Not a conundrum. Just, whatever uh you know what the fuck I'm saying. Yeah. It's you know, you want him to get a reaction. That's that's Mission number one for any wrestler: get a reaction out of the crowd. You know, you can work on your ring abilities and all that later. It's how do you get over with the crowd? 
Uh, do you get a reaction? Yes. Okay. Um, you know, going back to what you said, he should not be, he should not do anything babyface. You know, like Tyler said, you know, calling out the city names. Cut that out. Like, I get it. You want to make it seem, you know, you want to make each city feel a little special, but save that for a, a, a face, you know. The live band thing that was rumored. Yeah. That's, that's a baby that's face. That's a terrible decision. Yeah. Um, you know, keep keep him heel. Keep him delivering the awesome promos. Don't pander to the crowd. You know, no matter how much they clap for you, no matter how much they chant for you, do what your character does or, you know, would do. Um, you know, stay true to the character. Keep doing bad things. Um, and, you know, like I said, you know, Cena's reactions are normally a 50-50. So if you go and attack John Cena, that 50% is now cheering you on top of the people that were already cheering you. So, you know. Yeah, I mean... I'm not saying he's fucking up. I'm saying it's yeah. a problem with how the crowd responds. Mm-hmm. How the crowd wants to respond, it's a problem they're going to be facing sooner rather than later. Yeah. So. And you, I don't necessarily know how you avoid that unless you just say, it doesn't matter what the crowd says, we're just going to stick to our guns with this guy. And I think that's what they need to do. Um, but see, I'm so put off by that. Like, I'm so put off by, like, a crowd. Like, I get it, like, I find it like I, I see the problem because you don't want to disingenuine, disingenuously like cheer or boo someone, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's better to have a real like emotional response to something than to politely cheer or politely boo, right? Because you right. know that's the desired response. I I do do that, mm-hmm. but I, I can see like people just want to cheer who they want to cheer and boo who they want to boo, right? But I'm real put off by like I like if like I don't want to see like a guy in the and this is just a off the wall example. I don't want to see like a guy like kick a pregnant lady in the stomach in the in the middle of the ring and get <laughs> yeah. like a baby face pop for it, you know? Right. That's real off putting to me. Yeah. I mean like I don't know. So I don't I don't know how you solve that problem. Yeah. Um I don't know. I think it's just, you know, some people like the bad guys and some people like to cheer whoever they want regardless of what they do. So um it's just it's it's such a toss up in the air now. That, it's just like you know. to me. It's just weird because like, s- s- let's use Star Wars for an example. I, I think Darth Vader is a fucking amazing heel. Everyone yeah. loves Darth Vader as a heel, but in the course of the movie, no one's cheering for Darth Vader. Right. You want you want the fucking Rebel Alliance to pull it out, dude. You don't. You're not cheering for the Empire, right? Mm-hmm. But you can ap- still appreciate them as heels. You're like, that's excellent heel work. But. I'm cheering for, like, I'm rooting on the guys that should win, right? Right. So I just find that, like, that weird, like, like constant battle in my head. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The never-ending battle. Yeah, I mean, I just find it more, like, I don't know. What, I, I've lost like my some thought. Some fans are there to cheer for the, for the good guys, boo the bad guys. Some guys, some people are there simply to cheer for the bad guys and boo the good guys. Some people are there just to be there. Some people are there just to try and get themselves over by doing ridiculous chants. Uh, you know, it, there's a there's a plethora of people who are going to the wrestling shows, uh, and it all depends on what, you know, I don't want to, like, try and categorize people, but, you know, what category they fall under. Um, so, I don't know. It's just, uh, I, I would like to, I'd like to see the reactions 
pertain to the character. So if a guy's doing bad things, the people are unhappy with that and boo him. But like that, I said... That's how I conduct myself as a yeah. fan. Like, if I appreciate the heel work, I boo as a sign of appreciate. Like, you, the desire... If you're a heel, your desired effect is to be booed. So I show my appreciation for a heel mm-hmm. by booing them. Well, here's here's... An interesting topic, but I can I definitely understand wanting to cheer who you want to cheer, though, right? But it's just so off-putting to me when it goes against the grain of like what's being shown to you so much. And one good example that I'd I'd like to talk about would be uh, Cesaro, because he and Jack Swagger are technically the heel team. They're going up against the Usos, they're going up against the baby faces, Los Matadores, you know, whoever else they go up against. So technically, they are portraying the heels. However, Cesaro is massively over with the crowd right now with the Cesaro swing. He's got the face thing where he's, you know, spinning them around, and now Zeb's getting in with the counting with it. Uh, so he's embracing it. So if you go to a live show and you see Cesaro, if you saw him today where his character is right now, do you cheer or do you boo him? Well, he he's, he, like you said, he's in more of a like an in-between position. Mm-hmm. Like he's like almost babyface. Yeah. He's like on the on. He's like swinging towards the the face uh, route. So I can understand some like that's a judgment call, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't think Bray Wyatt's a judgment call. No, I think he's but true blue hill. But it's the fact that there are so many fans who are anti John Cena right. that they're jumping on the Bray Wyatt. Let's go Bray Wyatt fan right. base. So, but I mean, you know, it's you cheer who you want, you boo who you want. That's fine. Just, just um, all, to me, it just always bothers me. I don't, yeah, so just uh, we are so off topic. <laughs> How did we even get here? I don't know, but it's but it's good, you know, because uh, I'd I'd like some of the some of the listeners to weigh in on this and let us know, you I know, feel like we're like retreading ground we tread all the time. But yeah, it always comes back to that though. I mean, it, like it I does. I don't know. So and Tyler over there. <laughs> Tyler's like, shut the fuck. Up. <laughs> Tyler's ready to go home and get ready and ready for bed, huh? Are you tired, ba- tire- Tyler? Tired, a bear? Yeah, sorry uh, about that. Ah, uh, you're fine. So, uh, so yeah. So next up, we got to see uh, John Cena going up against Luke Harper. Um, this match ended up in a no contest, but it was a very good matchup. Um, you know, showcased what Harper can do. Uh, it was a good showing for for Cena. He was keeping his eyes on on Bray Wyatt, uh, but the match uh, ended in a no contest after the lights went out. Lights come back on. Cena's tied up in the ropes, wearing the mask. And, uh, you know, Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family are surrounding him, laughing merrily. And <laughs> so, you know, the, and the fans reacted to it by chanting that, you know, this is awesome, which, you know, I, I felt the exact same thing because you see it and you're like, oh, my gosh, you know, like, yeah, it's a, it's a little plastic mask. But to, to see that visual of him tied up, that they did that to him, I felt it was very powerful. It was really good. Uh, and it definitely puts Bray Wyatt in the position of being a threat. Um, so how about you? Yeah, it was a hell of a match. I like the they've, they've been showing him that he is a threat, though. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they've had Cena going up against Harper and Rowan over the past couple of weeks. So, uh, you know. I just want to point out to people who don't appreciate, like, um, I can understand not appreciating Cena for some things, but I, I just want to point what Who's had more memorable TV matches than Cena lately. He's had an awesome one with Cesaro, and he's had an awesome one with Harper. And outside of the Shield stuff, which you're painting with a lot more different colors, yeah. like there's a lot more artistic 
ability when you're doing three ways. But as far as straight up singles matches, Cena's had the most memorable. He's the common denominator in the most memorable singles matches in recent history. Yeah, that's like like you don't have to love the guy. I'm just saying like, but just give it up for him. <laughs> I'm just saying like understand that in the the best two singles matches in recent history. Realize he was the common denominator in there, mm-hmm. so that you you. I mean, I don't see how you don't respect that. But what that's just. I guess that's like my personal thing where I'm like, you know, Gibson you got you know. CM Punk versus Cena, Daniel Bryan versus Cena. Um, who was it? Uh, Cesaro versus uh, Cena at at Raw yeah. a few weeks ago. That's what. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just, I mean, I'm talking strictly Raw matches in yeah. recent history. Oh yeah, I mean, just really good stuff. Uh, and if you want to go back even further, the the Shawn Michaels versus John Cena match at Raw. That was years ago. But yeah. That the was, England, one in England or whatever? Uh, one in the UK or England or whatever? I think so. It was like seven years ago. It was after. Yeah, they went like was, 40 minutes or something yeah. crazy. on. Yeah. It was like, okay, this is your main event. I'm like, that dude, it's ago, like 9.15 or something. That's been years, yeah. Yeah, wow. it was after uh, WrestleMania 23. So, Damn. very. Uh, yeah, that was a great match. It was awesome. So, yeah, I mean, you got to give props to Cena. You know, you can't just say, oh, Luke Harper was amazing. We're like, well, you know, he's feeding off of someone. You know, he's got someone to Luke go Luke Harper off. was amazing. He was. But, you know. But Cena did equally as well. Right. Um, just really good stuff. And the, and, the, and the visuals, like I said, seeing John Cena wearing that mask, just really cool. Um, Luke Harper is so great in that he, um, he's, he can walk the line perfectly between uh, I'm just like a – I'm just a background thug, like who's just standing there, like letting Brian, uh, Br- Bray, Bryant, Bray Wyatt say whatever <laughs> he needs to say. But then he can all he, he can walk that line between I'm just thug number one or thug number two. <laughs> but then he can go in the ring and be like, oh, it's about me now, like mm-hmm. and put on a great show. So he, he can really walk that line between like I'm second fiddle or I can be the man when I need to be the man, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, it's really good stuff. Really enjoyable matchup. Uh, what do you think, Tyler? Uh, I mean, I enjoyed it. I, I, every time he's in the ring, I enjoyed it. You know, I was, uh, I never yeah. followed him and, you know, the Indies that much, but, mm-hmm. uh, I'm enjoy- <coughs> I've enjoyed his stuff in WWE. Very cool. Um, so that takes us into the next matchup. We got to see Naomi going up against AJ and this was a short matchup because AJ decided to take the count out. She didn't want anything to do with it and then gets, um, stopped at the ramp by Vicky Guerrero who said, you know, you said some pretty mean stuff about me on SmackDown last week, and we certainly have had our, our past. So uh, that's why I'm going to introduce the Vicky Guerrero Diva Invitational at WrestleMania, where you're going to face pretty much the entire Divas division. Uh, you know, even bringing Rosa Mendez. I'll say and, it is the, all of the... Yeah, I think it's like 14 or 15 girls in all. Um, you know, it's going to be in this matchup. And, you know, if my memory serves me, uh, correctly, um, it's similar to what happened at WrestleMania 20 for the cruiserweight division, uh, where they have two people in the ring, they face off one on one. Then there's pinfall or submission or disqualification, and then the winner stays in the ring. Next person enters the ring, uh, but you don't know who it's going to be because they're all surrounding the ring at once. And then, you know, the music. Uh, no, they all come out. You know, they uh, play the music. They all come out, uh, and they stand around the ring waiting. Um, for the next person to be eliminated, and then once it gets down to the final, final person, the uh, champion walks in and faces uh, that person, um, and then from there, whoever wins that match is, is the winner. Mm. So 
that's at least that's what I remember. I don't know if they're going to go by the same rules on that one, but uh, but yeah, Diva Invitational for the uh, entire Divas division. So Emma and uh, uh, Summer Rae and uh, Eva Marie all get Divas Championship title match at WrestleMania or something <laughs> like that. So crazy madness stuff. Um, but after that, we got to find out the final inductee for the WWE Hall of Fame for 2014, none other, Razor Ramon. So really good stuff. Um, it, it led me to question, is, is it Razor Ramon? I know, I know they've been saying Razor Ramon, but is it not going to be Scott Hall? Or is it just the character Razor Ramon? Razor Ramon. <laughs> it looks, to me, it looks like they only showed footage of Razor. It looks like they're yeah. leaving open like a double uh, induction open for like an NWO thing. It yeah. Looks like what they're trying to do, which I'm not really in favor of. I, I got, it got Zanny's in. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I feel real weird about them inducting like guys twice under different gimmicks mm-hmm. and stuff. That's, it's the it's WWE. Like Triple H. Triple H is going to go in, he's going to be inducted, and then he's going to be inducted for Degeneration well, X, like, and then he's going to be inducted for Flair. Evolution. That was for Ric Flair, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, he's going to get all the rings. Yeah, but at least Flair is consistently Flair. Like, he, <laughs> he's not being inducted under different gimmicks and stuff, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Scott Hall, I don't know, is it Kevin Nash and Vinny Vegas? and Yeah. And Super Shredder. But uh, but yeah, so big congratulations going At out. At the to rate Scott they're Hall. inducting people, though, like how long do you think they can like keep this up before they're like you know scratching <laughs> like you know? Dean Ambrose, the 2017 Hall of Fame inductee. So, uh, no, nah, I mean, they they you know they can still do it for a while, and they can always shrink down the class to maybe like five people per year or something like that. But uh, um, I heard a report somewhere, but I didn't click on it that uh. Bret Hart said that Owen's going in next year. Um, so if if that is confirmed, then, you know, finally. Yeah. Uh, major props. So, um, but yeah. So uh, congratulations to so Scott that means Hall. They won't, that means Macho doesn't go in next year. You can't do two dead guys, I don't think. Mm. I, don't, I mean, that's too much of a downer. I mean, I'm not trying yeah. to be morbid, but it's too much of a downer to do two dead guys. You know what I mean? It would be, it would be difficult. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so... Uh, you know, major congratulations to Scott Hall. He's going to be out at WrestleCon, um, you know, the weekend of. You okay? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's going to be out there the weekend of WrestleMania. So uh, if you want to purchase tickets, if you're going to WrestleMania and you want to go to WrestleCon and get your picture and autograph with uh, with Scott Hall, go to ClutchCityProductions.com and get all that stuff, all the information there. We're going to try to be out there Sunday for sure. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Any time we have. Maybe like, even like Saturday morning or something. So. Friday, Saturday morning, and go Poss- out there. Possibly, I don't know how long, like for each, but yeah, depends on. We're just gonna fit it in between our other shows, whatever. Yeah, we yeah. we'll find a way. We will. So, um, I mean, Sunday for sure we'll be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna fit in the rest Saturday. There's not a Friday; it's only open Saturday and Sunday. Right, right. But uh, we're gonna fit in wherever we can on Saturday. Cool. And uh, for those of you who are listening, who are going to WrestleMania, be on the lookout. We're gonna be posting where we're gonna be uh, throughout the WrestleMania weekend. It's gonna be really cool. So that way. You know, if you want to come down and chill with us and say hi and stuff like that, we're more than welcome to to say hello. Uh, but that takes us into the next matchup: uh, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose going up against the Real Americans, and um, uh, just another solid matchup. Uh, I really like the work all four people did. Um, Rollins I it was, was more than solid. I thought it was really fucking good. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, and. Uh, you know the the crowd solidly they're, behind the shield and yeah they're pumped up you see the shield like ah, and just, mm-hmm. you know, 
just really good stuff. And, you know, Cesaro slaps Dean Ambrose whenever Ambrose is on his knees and he kind of like shakes it off and is like, what just happened? And he slaps him again. He's like, oh, no, hit me. Come on, man, hit me. And I don't know who, uh, I forgot who um, Ambrose attacked where he jumped on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Dean, tag me. Uh, but uh, just really good, really good stuff. Doug, what did you think? You said yeah, it, was, it was awesome, yeah. This was like the third like really good match of the night. Uh, the number one contendership for the uh, IC title on main event was awesome. Uh, the Cena Harper was awesome, and this was awesome as well. I'm not going to go too in-depth because Tyler looks like he's about to die over there. We got <laughs> we still got to get through a couple more things. But, <laughs> uh, I keep on coughing. Oh. But, uh, but, yeah, so Rollins and Ambrose get the victory. The crowd goes nuts. And then the Shield decide to attack the real Americans, like we said earlier, because of the uh, the altercation that happened on SmackDown. So the Shield end up putting Cesaro through the table. Crowd going ballistic, going absolutely nuts. Um, and the Shield stand in the center of the ring, unified as one. So really cool stuff. But after that, they start uh, getting ready to leave, and Kane comes out with the uh, New Age Outlaws sporting some suits and announced that the uh, Shield is going to be taking on the New Age Outlaws and Kane at WrestleMania. So that goes back to what we were discussing last week. Uh, we're not going to see a triple threat. We're going to see a three-on-three. Three. I would really, especially after this match, but just in general, I would really rather see, unless you're going to put the belts on the Real Americans, I don't see why they need to be in that tag, uh, the four-way tag or whatever the belts. Mm-hmm. I would much rather see Kane and the Real Americans versus the Shield. Yeah. Uh no Just interest to see it, the outlaws. I'm sure it will be fine, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, I just think that for what I want out of a mania match with those guys, I think that the real Americans are, are especially after tonight, seeing the uh, chemistry they have. Mm-hmm. And that's the match. Like I would much rather see those guys in Kane, right? Than not, the, the outlaws in Kane. But um, uh, but it looks especially like, if they're not uh, gonna, if they're not gonna put the belts on the real Americans. I don't know why they even need to. They're be not even that. putting the belts up for, for mania. Yes. Yeah, it's like a yeah. four-way, right? Uh, it's Rybaxel, Real Americans, one, two, Usos, three, four. and you. Los Matadores. So, but yeah, it, it was just uh, broken not too long ago on WWE.com. There's going to be a fatal four-way tag match uh, for WrestleMania. Like you said, Usos, Rybaxel, Los Matadores, and Real Americans. So um, we'll have to see how that plays out as well. But yeah, Kane and the New Age Outlaws will be facing the Shield at WrestleMania. So that takes us into the uh, final segment. Uh, Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman coming out and, uh, you know, cutting a promo on The Undertaker. Undertaker, or uh, sorry, uh, Brock Lesnar says, you know, I'm not here to talk. I'm here to fight. So, Undertaker, come on out. Uh, the Druids or Minions or whoever you want to call them, they come out, bring a casket. Lesnar and, and Heyman seem a little bit startled at first. And then Lesnar's like, no, nah, I'm not afraid of this. And, you know, taking his time trying to open the casket and finally does. No one, nothing there. Tricky, yeah, kicking tricky it. camera angles and then panning off so we don't see how he gets in the Yeah, casket. they could have done a little better job of that. You kind of see the uh, the apron moving around a little bit. But, uh, but I mean, other than that, it was fine. Um, Doug, what did you think about that? I hate to be a downer and end on a downer, but I, didn't, I don't like – I don't think they're telling the right story for this mm-hmm. match. Like um, This beast is not conquering well, here. Well, look. I mean, I think like the story you tell with the Undertaker is that you you have to put doubt in that you have to, you have to make it seem like the guy is gonna is a like a credible threat to the streak. Mm-hmm. Taker is like stabbed his fucking hand, a hole in his hand, <laughs> and fucking 
you know, fucking clotheslined him over the ropes. Like every every instance that these guys have met up, Taker has been like man not manhandled, but mm. Taker's had the upper hand every time these guys have squared off like face to face. Yeah. Which I think with one raw to go before Mania, I think that's where Lesnar's. Is that enough though? I don't know it's, that it's it's not. not, but I think that I think you flip it. I think Taker gets t- I mean uh Brock is the guy who looks strong up until the match. You've got to make it look like he's going to take out the streak. Mm-hmm. Like the story isn't that because every because for older and more in tune fans, everyone knows the streak's not in question, right? Right. Like maybe some some uh, more casual fans, maybe some younger fans. Uh, that's a story you can get away with, right? But anybody who's like tuned in, like even slightly, knows that the streak's not in question. So you don't say, well, Taker just whoops ass up until he goes and wins the streak, defends the streak anyway. Mm-hmm. You got to make you you plant the seed of doubt, or you make it look like Brock has a chance of ending the streak. Like well, I think they're telling the story backwards. What I this this kind of just popped into my head as as you were talking to me. Uh, you know, I kind of see it as like the kid who's kind of teased, like testing the grounds for something. You know, it's like I don't know, like. Like when you were little and you had like your dad's hand or something like that, and he put, you know, put your hand on his hand and he tries to catch you, you know, and you do it. And after a while, he, he finally catches you and, you know, you know, let go. Ha, ha, ha. Um, like, I feel like this is the Undertaker. Like he he walks out to the ring, stabs Brock Lesnar. Oh, I got I got away with that one. Uh, you know, then <laughs> that's like it, you get a fucking hole in your hand. You're not getting to go to shit. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so. Bad then, analogy. <laughs> it is, but this is what popped into my head. Okay, so so bear with me. Um, so this week, you know, he does he does the mind games, bring out the thing. Oh, I made you think they were there, and then oh, now we're here, and I'm gonna you know clothesline you over. Oh, I got you again. Next week, I feel like that's gonna be the third time where he goes out, and that's when Lesnar catches him, destroys him, and then maybe you they switch your analogy in the middle. Huh? You switch your analogy in the middle because you're like at first you're like Taker is the guy he's trying to grab, right? No, Lesnar. Like Undertaker's going out there. And, oh, I got you. Oh, I got you. You oh, said Taker, you. but why is Taker? Why would Taker be that person in the analogy? It's just what they're doing. It doesn't make sense. That's what I'm saying. They're telling the story backwards. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. But they have the chance next week to make up for Taker's it. not the prodder. He's the guy who has the streak. People prod him, right? Yes. Right? Yeah, but it's, you know, like you said, it's being booked very oddly, and this is what popped into my head. Uh, and so next week's going to be the time where Lesnar gets his hands on Taker, and then he demolishes it. Because they absolutely have to, yes. like, at this point. But still, that to me, that still, that's like weeks of telling the, strong, the story the wrong way. Yeah. I No, I, I completely agree with you. I'm just saying, when you were saying that, that's yeah. what popped in my head. I got you. So. Eat, sleep, and break the streak. Yeah. So, uh, He's so, yeah. He's a Paul Heyman beast. Yeah, Paul Heyman beast. Sponsored by Jimmy Johnson. Sponsored by Jimmy Johnson. So, yeah. Still so, there you go. So, that's, that's what closes out Raw. Lots of stuff to talk about. And Jimmy Jones. now we have even more. I could get for Jimmy Jones. How long is that open? And now, Total Divas with Doug and Tyler. Mostly Doug. No wonder people call you fat on Twitter. Shut up! I have to say, I feel like a real diva. You are a grown-ass woman. Hey guys, welcome to Total Divas <laughs> with Doug and Tyler. Um, we're going to talk about Total Divas. Uh, previously on The Walking Dead. Previously. <laughs> no, um, but uh, 
we uh, we left on a bit of a cliffhanger last week with uh, Cena in a really nice suit with a bottle of wine or champagne, rather, and two uh, champagne glasses. And Nikki's dressed up really nice, going to meet Cena on this uh, nice little dock somewhere. And uh, that's the cliffhanger we were left on uh, last week. And, uh, you know, first of all, I got to say that... Uh, if you're as buff as Cena is, you can't rock a suit like a normal dude. It just looks weird, right? Am I yeah. right? Cena, you got to find a different way to wear your suit, dog. That just doesn't work. This was like, what it was looks this weird, on a right? beach or what was this on a pier? I think he, wherever she lives, I think he That's went out the It looked like a pier or something like that. It, it, I mean, it is a dock, a pier, whatever. I said dock, it might be pier, whatever you want to say. But, uh, Oops. so Shoot. basically, uh, I mean, if you've been following along or tuning in with us, like there was this whole, like their relationship has been in question. She wants kids. She wants to marry. He wants, he wants neither. They've kind of broken up after he kind of kicked her out, out of his house after she kind of moved in with him. Yeah. And so we're on this big cliffhanger. He calls her because he misses her and he wants to see her. And uh, so, uh, you know, Bree's kind of planted the seed in Nikki's head that um, he's going to ask her to marry her. And so basically, uh, we cut right back where we left off. She's walking up the, the pier to meet Cena in his nice suit and the champagne. And basically, um, nothing happens. They don't resolve much of anything other than they still like He each- says he might change. Or- Bas- basically, all he says is he he resolves to not completely shut the door on the fact that he doesn't want kids or marriage. Yeah, he says he, that uh, he, misses he lives that a movie. selfish life. Right. And he loves her so much. Uh she tries to uh, mention about the kids and stuff. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Right. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. So, he just wanted that booty. So, l- listen. So, basically, nothing was accomplished. Basically, this was just the world's fanciest apology. That's all that happened. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, they didn't resolve any of their issues. He just resolved not to completely shut the door on what she Yeah, he just, he just, just he was, he's going to be there uh, with her a little longer so he can get that dead ass. <laughs> <laughs> that happened, yeah. So, basically world's fanciest apology that's it nothing yeah. was resolved uh but they're back together we and um still stick with the the nikki storyline i guess or they all kind of coincide they they've done a really good job of kind of like meshing everything together, together this season instead of like segmenting the stuff yeah so basically uh we cut to uh the whole cast um having like a lunch uh together and uh basically they've at first, like last season, they made it like segmented and real clicky. You'd be like, "These girls don't like these girls, and this girl doesn't like this girl." But this, they're real. This season, they're they're really presented as they're all friends who get into conflicts with each other because they all like come together and they're like, "Oh, hey, girl, what's up?" Uh, you know. Yeah, but from what I've seen, it's like I thought some were close, and then before you know it, like they just talk shit and they don't like each other anymore. And well, that's just the dynamic of the show. Yeah. Um, but uh. Anyway, so um, somehow it comes down to uh, Nikki's bragging. I guess since they're back together, Nikki and Cena are back together. She's bragging about the bus. Nice bus. Nice bus. Nice within my apartment, obviously. <laughs> um, but basically she's just throwing it like nice bed, place to eat, place to sleep, place to go to the bathroom. He, they can go to bed instead of having to drive. And like Bree's like, oh, you know, we're always in the car. Driving, we're always tired. We're always cranky. Mirrors on a ceiling, so they could watch it, or they can watch uh, when they have sex. Right, it's and that booty. So basically, Bree's like, I got to talk to Brian into getting us a bus because this is the life that we need. Right, I, I want you to know that I'm like, 
the, the Daniel's little like bleep out all the times I cursed last week <laughs> has made me feel like that's a gimmick, and I'm trying. I have not cursed <laughs> one time, and I'm gonna try very hard not to curse on this Ooh. whole Total Divas. The gauntlets have been thrown down because I don't want to be a gimmicky dude, right? That's, I don't no, want to come up as a gimmick. as to how it would sound if. Uh... So uh, we're trying really hard, and so uh, it may slip out, but I'm trying not to. But uh, so they're way more frugal than than Nikki and Cena. So they're like, we're going to be responsible. We're going to get the whole cast to chip in, and we're all going to be on the bus together. They're going to have bunk beds on the bus and stuff. And so yeah, so they're they're kind of discussing it at their uh, their little dinner or their lunch. And uh, so basically, she brings it up. Everybody's in. They're like, well, everyone's like, only if so and so can come. Only on, if so and so can. They asked come. if some is Summeray involved, and they're like, yeah, well, her I'll and like Eva her. ride together. Yeah. So they're um, red and gold, red and gold, oh, yeah. red and gold. And uh, so they they ride together. So she's like, I can only do if if uh, Summeray's uh, cool, and like everyone's like, yeah, that's fine. And even Natalia is like begrudgingly like, like okay, whatever. But I hate I hate that lady. <laughs> I almost dropped the B, but you know, keeping it clean this week. <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, so they're like cool, and they're like so. Eventually, they flash to the bus where like everyone's after the show. Everyone's on the bus. It's everybody. The whole cast is on the bus, TJ. minus Nikki and Cena. But even though Nikki does end up on the bus, because she got her teeth knocked out. No Vinny. No, Vinny. yeah, no Vinny. No Vinny sighting this week, which is a real bummer. But what, what was so funny because they uh, Daniel what, Bryan three rules of the bus. Can you name the three rules? Rules, Tyler. Uh, no shitting. Right, you can curse. I can't. No, uh, <laughs> that's rule number one. You're correct. Ah, uh, is it no fucking? Yep, that's rule number two. You can uh, curse, and I can't. Uh, <laughs> rule number three is don't be annoying or we kick you. Okay, okay, don't be annoying. Yeah, you can't. You can't. You can't go number two. That sucks because I would always have to go like you can't have sex on the bus yeah. and you can't be annoying or Brian kicks you. and uh, Brian's kind of like Brian's swag is kind of up he's kind of like I'm a he's not like condescending to these people but you can tell he's like super comfortable and you can tell he's like the most over guy there so he's kind of like kind of alpha male a little bit not like in an alpha male way but he's like he's like he's real let loose around these people like kind of cutting on people because um like Summer Ray's like uh. So they, the champagne starts flowing and they are like playing truth or dare or whatever. And like, so uh, Natalia's being super catty with some range. She's like, have you ever slept with anybody at work or whatever? And she was like, no, whatever. And everyone's kind of like, oh, that's BS. We heard stuff about you. And uh, she, e- even Brian was like, I don't hear rumors about anybody, but I heard rumors about you. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, well, I don't listen to anyone, but Brian's one of the top guys. If he said something. Yeah, you know, like, she's real concerned with Brian's <laughs> opinion of her for some reason, yeah. which is weird. But uh, oh yeah, Nikki's on the bus because do you remember that match, Daniel? Do you remember that match where Tamina caught her with that real snug super kick and she held her mouth the whole yeah. while, knocked her tooth out. Oh yeah, she she was like, I don't want <laughs> Cena. To, they just got back yeah. together. She didn't want uh, John to see her like this, so she's flipping out about her. Uh, she have like brown eyes. Because whenever you know when it goes to that that uh, when they're talking to the camera, you're saying like brown eyes, but you're doing breast cups. <laughs> brown eyes, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, is it brown or red? Cause it looked like she had like red eyes. Like whenever you know they talk to the camera and all that stuff. I don't know. I'm like, not sure. eh, that kept on bugging, bugging me. Sorry. Yeah, but she's like doesn't want John to see her, so she's doing that. Uh, um, also, um, they were at. I think this is after one of the bus when they're in the bus and they got to the next place or whatever but uh 
Eva Marie was talking to. Not Trinity. I forgot the, the other one. Ariane. Ariane saying that you know she's happy she got picked for um, to go to Iraq or no Af- Afghanistan. Not tribute to the troops. Yes, yeah, she's super pumped. Then Ariane's like talking shit on her after she leaves and like, oh, she's so fake. Get all the swears yeah. in for me, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's so fake and. Well, Natty's there. Set it, set it up like how they put it, though. Her thing was like, every Ariane was like, I, I just got on the cover. Like, everyone's celebrating and kind of saying what positive things they have going on. Mm-hmm. Ariane's like, oh, I'm going to be on the cover of, like, Roland or something like that. And uh, everyone's are, everyone's like, oh, what is that or whatever. And she's like, oh, it's an up-and-coming thing. Like, so-and-so's been on the cover. So-and-so's going to be on the cover. I'm going to be on the cover. And then even Marie's like, oh, well, I'm going to be in Maxim, and I'm going to, like, whatever. And she kind of, like, one-ups her. She didn't seem like it was a mean spirited yeah. way. It was to me. It came across as everyone was just saying their brags, and her brags just kind of outweighed Ariane's oh, that week. To go back uh, before or an episode, they said uh, like, "Oh yeah, I like uh, Ariane because she's kind of newbie. I'm a newbie too, and we're like good friends." She she mentioned that, and later on, like, what? Like, I thought y'all were good friends, and y'all got together, but now Ariane is talking shit on uh, Eva Marie and. Uh, Natty is along with her. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because, like, well, now it's, like, red and gold, red and gold. Or is it golden red or red and gold? I think it's red and gold. Red right? and gold. Yeah, it was, like, red and gold. And uh, so Ariane's, like, got beef with Eva. And um, Natalia's got beef with somebody. So they're kind of like a team because they ride together now. So she's basically take JoJo out and put in Summer Ray, except they actually act like they like like each other instead of JoJo never being on TV. Like these girls seem like <laughs> these girls seem like like a duo and like JoJo was just never around, you know. Yeah. So uh, they kind of like got each other's back in a real catty way. Though they were kind of like, "Did you hear so and so said something about you? Oh, let me tell you all about it." Yeah. <laughs> you know. And then uh, Ariane uh, found some pictures on the internet about even Marie back in her past, and uh, apparently that was a bad time in her life, and uh, she got over it, and she didn't want to see those pictures. She brought up to everyone, showing everybody. Even Fandango saw it and stuff. And what was the heck is Fandango and TJ hanging out later he's like on? The, he's yeah, they're acting like like no problem. We're oh, just yeah, all like, women be catty. They're they're catty. That's it's like yeah, women be catty. <laughs> and and like, they hey, were man. like the like they're like the chief players in the caddy. And it was like last season they were both like rolling around over Natalia. But like, you got to set it up though because like she was like she was like. She was like really upset about these photos. She was like, "This is at a time in my life when I was abusing alcohol, and I've these sig- like these signify like a really awful time in my life, and I hate to think about it, and I hate that everybody knows about it, and uh, and all this stuff." And um, they show some of these pictures on the screen. The most PG thing I've ever seen. They're yeah. like, they make it seem like she did like hustler, and they're really just like bikini shots of her. Yeah. Maybe she has... They're, like, showing pictures and they're like... Yeah, you can see, like, the pictures, like, maybe she has a G-string on, maybe, like, you know, it's, like, tasteful, like, nudes at worst. They make it seem like she's doing, like, triple penetration or something (laughs) on these things. And they're... Look at Daniel's face. (laughs) But if they're all, like, PG, it's, like, you know... No triple penetration. (laughs) But, uh... Oh, my. Uh... But Ariane shows everybody because she's jealous of like everything she's been one up. By. And Summer Rae tells Eva Eva Marie, and then she confronts. I like how Ariane. you brought up Fondango, but I like how Fondango was like, "Hey, looking, 
He's like yeah, yeah. he's like the pervious, skeeziest dude. He's like, hey, looking good today. And she's like, thanks. Saw pictures. He's like, I saw those pictures. And she's like, what are you talking about? He's like, you know, those pictures are going around of you, like, whatever. And she's like, oh, my God. She's... He was such a creep about it. But, but didn't the way like, he like he talked before, like he downloaded onto his phone or something, he didn't see on the internet or he had. Well, I don't he know. he was like they've been going around like like Ariane like texted to somebody and now it's like one of those things that spread. Everyone has like I still looked at him like what the hell when TJ and him were hanging out. Like, yeah, they were acting like they had never like about to get in a fight over in Italian. Or is it like hey the camera is about to come over here for Total Divas? We'll just hang it. I don't know. Yeah, it was totally weird. They squashed their beef pretty fast. Yeah. But, um, um, so yeah, it was like a big thing, and she was really upset. And like, and, uh, I love, like, Trinity's awesome in this because she seems like the most level-headed girl. Mm-hmm. And even though Ariane's yeah. like, even Ariane, even though Ariane's her girl and her tag team partner, she will put Ariane in check when like when yeah. stuff goes down because she was like, "Hey, you need to you need to talk." To, first, she talked to uh, to Eva, who was real upset. She kind of comforted her because she she Trinity seems like a really like good person and like. At least her character, you know? And she's kind of like the one who kind of puts people in check, especially Ariane. And she was like, hey, Ariane, you messed up. You're like, this is really, like, upsetting to her or whatever. And she's like, Ariane's, like, super fake about it. She's like, oh, you know, I didn't mean to really, because he's, she's, like, giving her the alcoholism story and all this. And she's like, oh, I didn't mean to really hurt her. And she's like, she cuts through the BS with her. She's like, yes, you did. No, she's like, Ariane's like, I didn't mean to be all hateful and hurtful. And Trini's like, yes, you did. She just, like, (laughs) cuts through it with her, you know? And uh, I just thought that was, like, super cool. And so she, like, engineers the oh, yeah, apology, for, yeah. even though it seems, like, super fake or whatever. What else? Happened? There's parts I missed while they're on the bus. They did the truth or dare. You, you you said a little bit of it about the truth or dare with uh, they had Natty and uh, Summer Rae, the one where uh, about who'd you sleep with or whatever. But they also said, uh, is TJ, is he – Oh, no, he, she asked TJ if Natalia was the best he ever had, and he said, what if I told you she was the only one? And they were all like, oh, Summer Rae was trying to get, uh, was trying to make Natty feel bad or something like that. And Wasn't that after that she was like, have you slept with any at work, though? Yeah. It, was, it seemed like a retaliation thing to me. They uh, they portrayed Natalia like she's like, uh, she's the one who's got, who's like looking for beef with everybody. Yeah, because Summer Rae doesn't seem that bad. She seems annoying, but she doesn't seem any more annoying than anyone else. Yeah. Um, then also with the the Bellas, because uh, Brie was trying to get Nikki to talk to John. Then all of a sudden, she has uh, Nikki in like was with that lock with the she had her her head between her uh, legs or whatever, and she's like, "Yeah, tell John." It was just like a head scissors. Yeah, and then she's like something about like, "Oh yeah, you had your foot in my vagina" or something like that. And she's like, "Oh, that's the only action you're going to get or something because you need to talk to him because you need to have some sex." <laughs> They're like, "Oh yeah, I need to talk to him because it's been a long time since I had sex." So that's that moved her towards talking to John. And she was like, "Yeah, I, he's like, "Where have you been? What are you hiding?" And she's like, "I lost she really my tooth." And he was like, "So what?" And, and it was like, "Over. I'm proud of you." <laughs> Now, it me, wasn't even like a front tooth. It was like back here that you couldn't yeah. notice unless you now, like stretched. Give me that down. booty. Yeah. It was yeah, like, he's like, go talk to the principal. Did he slap her on the ass or something? No, he said, go to, he said step into the principal's office or something like that. He kind of <laughs> patted her butt. <laughs> <laughs> nice catch. <laughs> it was on the tip of the tongue. I think I'm batting a thousand right now, right? I think you're doing pretty good. And then uh last part where uh, I guess at the end, Natty was with uh, Summer Ray, and she was like, come on, we're about to start the show, and then she made fun of her after yeah. she left. Oh, she was like, 
she was dancing up to Trinity. This is another point where Trinity comes off like really cool because she was like mocking Summer Ray up to Trinity and she was like, Who am I? Who am I? And Trinity was like, Summer Ray. But she kind of like rolled her eyes at like how she was doing. I don't know. Trinity seems like the most down to earth, like real person other than Vinny, who we didn't get. <laughs> we didn't get a retweet. Yeah, man. Vinny didn't even holler at us. And I know for a fact because I Googled his thing and I looked up on the thing and he didn't respond to any of our people. And we had quite a few people. I know. Kind of sad. Does it make you rethink your thoughts on Vietnam? No, he's still the man. Oh, okay. he's still the man. If you had to rank, if you had to rate this, uh, like on the school system, like A, B, C, D, E, F, not E, obviously, there's no E. If you had to rate. E for exceptional. Yeah, if you had to rate this week's uh, Total Divas, uh, what S would you give it? for satisfactory. Because I thought it was a pretty good show this yeah. week. Yeah. Oh, are we Before. introducing a grading system now? <laughs> Total double. D. I guess say A because I, I mean I like all the episodes I've seen. They're all really good and stuff. Yeah. So I give it a B plus. Like like Daniel Bryan. Well, no, I give it a <laughs> I give it a B plus because like they drop a no Vinny is like I drop him a letter grade like oh. already like Vinny's not no Vinny I, I give him a they no, had a lot no of, Brie uh, mode no Brie mode they had a lot of uh, like people in the background stuff because Natalia was talking to Dean like hey Dean, oh you're she. Good. Not only is Natalia catty with all the girls and starts fights with all the girls, and she's the least person you would suspect when they were setting this up to be this way. She also is flirty with all the guys. She's like, looking good, Dean Ambrose. No, she's like, looking good, Ambrose. You're really thinning out or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and he yeah. was like, thanks. Like all the people in the background, I think there was something that happened with Summer Rae, and you see like uh, Paul Heyman stand back to back with R-Truth. Oh, R-Truth. Who, who was with R-Truth when they were in the hallway? Titus. Yeah, Titus. Yeah. They were they were trying to get with. Uh, we should name all the people who aren't like small time players on the show that appear every week. We Alicia should try Fox. to. Yeah, Alicia Fox is on. Ambrose, R Truth, Titus O'Neil. I think that's all this week. Yeah. Oh, oh, Paul Heyman though. Yeah, yeah, Heyman. Oh, stick with me. I want to do like a. Uh, I th I think we should uh, we should try like a sign off from the segment from now on. Okay. Like so, we'll be like, oh, you know, thanks for Total Divas. Like, you know, we'll do it again next week, and then we'll be like. Just At so, the same time, we'll do "Girl Bye." That'll be like our sign off from the. the total just so people story. will know when you can start cursing again. Yeah, is that what you're doing. Oh, okay. Well, no, it's just I thought. And what we, do the fans have to look forward to for next week? Uh, I don't know. More ma hopefully more Vinny. Uh, yeah. More madness. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, that's was Total Divas this week. Basically, you got the world's most famous or most extravagant apology. Uh, you got cattiness between um. Natalia tour and, bus. Yeah, you got the tour bus. You got the three rules of the tour bus in case you ever get one yourself. No number twos. Uh, no screwing. No screwing and uh, no being annoying. Um, you got risque pictures, which are not risque at all. A tooth being knocked out. Yeah, and that's totally for this week. We'll be back next week. Girl, bye. Oh my God. So thank you very much. <laughs> We fucking nailed that song off first shot. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So there you go. That's yeah. Total Divas. Thank you very much, guys. Well done. Oh, come on, that's a that's a genius sign off. B the girl bus. Yeah. B plus for you guys. Good job. So uh, that takes us into the hot topics. I batted a thousand. <laughs> so uh, you know, last week we had the uh, the prize pack winner, uh, as we discussed on, on during the Total Diva segment, the person had to follow Vinny 
And for extra credit, you know, send out a little, hey, man, just want to let you know that Vance Podcast sent us. I think you're the man. Had a lot of people do that. So, you know, it was yeah, really, thank you. really cool people. for you guys to, to go I and I checked his Twitter feed. He really only tweets during Total Divas. Yeah. And he really only promotes the show, which is fine. Yeah. He's a cool guy. We still support Vinny. We still show Vinny love. Cool. No worries. So, uh, so yeah. So, uh, we got, we before the show, we did our random, uh, our drawing for it. Uh, and we want to send a congratulations out to Jason. You can follow him at Jason B I T W. So there's a free plug for you. You're getting a a, a prize pack courtesy of Clutch City Productions and Top Rope Tuesday. So very cool stuff. And this week we turn the table to Tyler. So uh, you know it's Tyler's week for a challenge. Do you want to do something Twitter related, Facebook related? What what would hey, you like uh, it to be? Hey, I saw be? something from Occam City. It was like, hey, can you guys like. I don't do Facebook or yeah. something. It's like maybe we should expand the challenge this week so he can participate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so maybe we should not necessarily X Facebook out altogether, but maybe include people on Twitter. I don't know. How do you want to do it? Because I don't want to feel like people. If if people, I don't want to feel like I'm cutting people out. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Is that is that make it like infinitely infinitely more like? Yeah, we can do it on Twitter if people want to tweet. That's fair. I mean, we can we can do it across the board. We just have to check all of them, right? Uh, you know, we, we, the reason the reason we tried to keep it to Facebook is so we can just say, okay, let's just go right here and we'll check everyone. But we, yeah, but so uh, maybe this week, maybe just like just the week we can just do Twitter or something. I don't know. Yeah, no, don't have I mean to, that's I mean. yeah that's totally fine. I have no problem. I mean, if you want to say enter, you know, type in this key phrase on either YouTube, Twitter, or Facebook, we can do that. Uh, I mean, I'm open do you to check whatever. Us to, do you trust us to check all three, or do you want to like be like only Twitter this week? I mean, it's whatever you guys want to do right now. I mean, it's Tyler's week this week, so um, I'm I'm down to check check them all. You know, check them all. Vote. Okay, so but you can only if you're gonna do it on one, you can only do on one though. Okay, so you're limited limited to if one entry. On face, if you're gonna do it on Facebook, do it on Facebook. If you're right. gonna do it on Twitter. Do it on Twitter. Okay, so you're limited to one entry, yeah. whether it be YouTube, Twitter, or Facebook. You can mm-hmm. only choose one. Okay, so at least we're setting some ground rules. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have to, I guess, tweet us or leave a comment on YouTube or leave a comment in the comment thread on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it, it's simple. Uh, it's Like I said, I'm going to do a phrase. It's not like a picture or anything like okay. that. I guess I didn't come up with. I'm come well when it's my turn again. I'm come up with a better one, but I think this was this one's good. Uh, just say uh, WNS podcast is awesome. Okay, so there you go. So uh, you know you can just you can tweet us mm-hmm. at WNS podcast is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can put it on the YouTube page. Just put WNS podcast is awesome or Facebook. Uh, whatever you do, that's that's the way you can do it. Um, and also if you're on Facebook. Um, and you win, make sure you check your, uh, your other boxes in case we try and contact you because, um, otherwise I'll have to like send a friend request to you just to, to get your attention from that. So if, if you enter it, make sure you pay attention later on, uh, so that we can try and get a hold of you. Have you had that happen with anybody? Uh, it happened this week for the, for the raw challenge. I sent him a friend request and he was like, who the hell are you? And I was like, oh, um, you know, Daniel from the from the podcast. So then, you know, after after that, it was oh, okay, cool. You know, but uh, but if you have your settings to that, you know, the privacy settings and stuff like that, uh, just be prepared for a friend. Someone is not giving you a t-shirt. <laughs> good luck now. But uh, so yeah, so there you go, Tyler's challenge. You only get one entry, either YouTube, Twitter, or Facebook page. WNS podcast is awesome. 
So there you go. Thank you very much, Tyler. Uh, other bit of hot topic news for you guys. Dish Network has come out and said that they will carry WrestleMania 30. So uh, that's big news for those who, who have Dish Network. They're going on a month-by-month month basis. Though. Yeah, they're sort of testing it out, feeling it no, out. No, they're just cashing in for the big cashing one. Cashing it in for the big one. That's right. So uh, for those who don't I have I just the, talked uh, right over you. I was like, nope, this is it. Hey, that's fine. I'm you know going with it. So, uh, so yeah, so big news for those who have Dish Network and don't have the networks. You'll still have a chance to, uh, to check it out. Um, broken news not too long ago. The rumored name uh, for 2015 Hall of Fame, The Rock. Uh, so we'll have to see how that plays out in uh, in a year's time or so. So uh, it's a big news for that one. Uh, now it's time to go into the Q&A portion of the show. Your questions, our answers. We have quite a few this week. Uh, first question coming to us from Thomas Drabelosan. Saying, hey, fellas, whilst watching the big show Titus O'Neil match on Raw, I couldn't recall the last time Titus won a match since turning heel. I believe it was Elimination Chamber against Darren Young. Uh, but it may have. There may have been others as well. Uh, but it got me thinking, um, do you think that too often a superstar is turned without a plan for him, or do you think that a superstar that has no heat, uh, an immediate uh, heel or face turn is necessary to gain some interest in them? I don't think that you need to turn someone just to garner like heat or, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, I do think often guys are turned without a real significant plan, though. Yeah. And I think guys are, like, dropped really quickly if they don't catch yeah. on fast enough. Yeah. Drop pretty quick. But I don't think that you need to turn someone just to garner some interest. Like, if, if no one gives a shit about Wade Barrett, I don't think you turn them babyface just so people will give a shit about him. Right. Just so the fans who like Wade Barrett will be right. like, no, I have a reason to cheer right. for him. But, uh, yeah, I think that it's actually pretty often guys return without real mm -hmm. significant points mm -hmm. for him. And as far as, like, regarding Titus O'Neil, like, I know he wanted to break away and, uh, and do his own run. So he, you know, he approached the creative team and was like, look, I'd, I'd like to be on my own and stuff like that. I think it was just really poor timing uh, because, one, it essentially came out of nowhere. Like, it just happened. And he was like, I'm done. I'm frustrated. Uh, you lost. It was your fault. Right. And I'm out of here. So it was very abrupt. There was no lead into it. And it's also... In the lead, it's on the road. It's during the road to WrestleMania, so like they're trying to get their eight or nine stories, which are the Wrong, matches. Yeah. That's the focus. That's that's their main focus. So if you're gonna do something outside of that focus, it it's good luck. You know? after Mania. Yeah, I mean the night after Mania would have been good for something like that, or even further. You know, just just something to get the people buzzing after WrestleMania, because you know once once we hit January. The focus is, okay, who's going to win the Rumble? Okay, now we know that they're going to WrestleMania, so who's going to go from there? What storylines are going to go? You know, how is it going to funnel into WrestleMania? I felt like it was just poor timing on that one. I mean, they do need heels, so yeah. that's not a terrible idea. But it's just, yeah, bad timing. Yeah, just sad to see. But I don't uh, even know that he's necessarily – I like I like the guy. I think he has potential, but I don't necessarily know that he's ready for a singles run anyway. Right. But, you know. Time will tell for that one. But uh, but thank you for the question. Uh, next question coming to us from Christine saying, why do you think Brie hasn't been seen um, in the recent part of Dee Bry's storyline? They made it a point to let everyone know that her and Daniel were engaged and she hasn't been seen in the storyline since telling Orton to, no, don't, stop it, when he was beating Daniel Bryan a while back. I'd love to see her slap Stephanie right across the face. I guess that means Stephanie is doing a damn good job at being a heel. Um 
and that sort of goes back to the you know earth one earth two kind of thing um to be completely honest with you i think they look at total divas as the diva storylines yeah even though the continuity doesn't match up i feel like because when you watch total divas uh they have storylines on Total Divas that play off the matches in the Total Divas. Like when someone yeah. gets hurt, like that's a, a storyline on the Total Divas. I think that they have accepted or are, f- and not that I approve or agree with, but I think they have accepted that the majority of the audience takes their, their few minute matches a joke and has little interest in it, or even like a lot of the time makes fun of it. <clears throat> and they said, well, the, the audience we're going to capture with the divas are going to be on total divas. And I think they use that as their storylines to be Mm -hmm. completely honest with you. I think that's just how they're doing it. Not that I necessarily agree, even though I like the show, but, uh, I think they see that as their storylines. That's their FaceTime. That's their, they're going to use their few minutes on a match just to have an excuse to have them on a, um, a, uh, cause if you notice like AJ was like a prominent, like featured, player and even though she still is because she's the champ she doesn't get in like storylines or like a real like uh right focus on the show right but that's because she's not on total divas yeah and maybe i think she didn't want to be maybe or maybe they didn't ask her i don't know if she wanted to be or not but it seems to be hurting her right because she's not on the show just a lack of focus on raw and and smackdown like regarding a storyline i think that's one of the biggest problems because like you know, I don't watch Total Divas, so I don't know. The only thing I hear is what you guys say, um, and so you know, if they're if they're filming, it's really is over great. A, it's great junk food TV, though. Yeah, but I mean, like if they're filming over a four month span to tell, you know, so many small stories, you know, they're missing out on on a lot. But you know, you, you got to have more focus on something for Raw, something for SmackDown too. I, just, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, uh, I don't agree with it, but I can see a line of thinking that says uh, people are already dismissive of this, so the people who are going to be prone to liking Diva's storylines are going to turn into Total Divas, and that's where we're going to do our stories. Mm. Even though the continuity doesn't match up, I, I think that's what they're... I honestly think that's what they're doing. Huh. Does that make sense to you, Tyler? What do you... Yeah. Do you that, that, that because when, when something eventful happens in a match, it always comes back to Total Divas, right? Yeah, it does. But uh, that's just my thoughts. I don't. I, I don't agree with it. But I think that's they consider mm. that the diva storylines, even though it doesn't match up with. I don't like that. But uh, and as far as slapping Stephanie, I don't. I don't think that'd be good because you probably wouldn't see Brie anymore. Um, but I don't know. I don't know why they don't uh, try and incorporate and everyone. Like I know they do sort of like a pre-show, post-show, and like the uh, the app. You know, second screen. Sometimes they'll be together. Uh, I, ha- I have seen that during the uh, the post show where they were walking arm in arm, um, but other than that, they kind of just you know they have their own storylines that are that are separate. Um, so, but I don't know. But thank you for the question. We do appreciate it. Um, next question coming to us from Occam City. Occam City. Oh, it's not. It's Gotham City. Gotham City. Yeah. Okay. It works. Fuck okay. it. We're going with it. All right. So I'll we're going like the game like Arkham City. Yeah. Well, I'm. I was. Um, it was yeah. singing. I was trying to I was trying to make the R. Kelly reference work. <laughs> hey, Selena Kyle, you want to know my identity? <laughs> is it Bruce Wayne? Does everybody know? My, I mean, maybe. So uh, the question is, uh, who do you guys think? Rockham probably like hates Batman. He's like these fucks. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> Let us. Uh, no, 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 he doesn't 
get to say. Nobody else got to say in their nickname. Occam City doesn't get to say. Well, he can let us know, but we're yeah, still going to keep it. He can tell us he hates it, but he's still Occam City. <laughs> He'll just have to stop, <laughs> stop commenting on it. That's going to suck. Uh, but the question is, who do you think has been the most underutilized WWE talent in history? I think Ahmed Johnson is in the discussion. He fits that Brock Lesnar mold before there was a Brock Lesnar. Keep up the good work, guys, and enjoy Mania and Bourbon Street. Well, thanks for the well wishes on yeah. the trip. Um, I don't know. I'm a guy who thinks like your Regals and your Finleys are like, um, even though they're kind of like known to be great workers and stuff, I felt especially Regal, I think he had a lot to offer mm-hmm. like outside of just being a great worker as far as like character. And he's like, he's got good comedic timing and stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, I don't think he was like used to his fullest potential. I think he's, I think to some fans, he's pretty underrated. Maybe not to UK fans, maybe not to guys like us who like like him a lot, but uh, I think in general he was underutilized and underappreciated. Mm-hmm. How about you, Tyler? I don't know. There's a guy that's popped in my head, but I think that he was just he was just brought in to get beat up. But uh, Colin like, Delaney. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I. I I'll kind of go with Doug on this one. Uh, no one really pops into mind, but you know, uh, William Regal is a great choice for someone who's definitely uh, uh, you know underutilized, under uh, uh, underappreciated as well. Um, you know, just a really strong worker, like Doug said. You know, great comedic timing. You know, I would say, well, until this last run, I would say Goldust. He can be intense so, too. Yeah. yeah. Before I w- this run, I think that's a great uh, that's a great answer. Before this run, he's kind of getting his due now. And yeah. He's kind of like. He's getting that run. He's, he's kind of for a while he was having like a renaissance of his career, but now mm-hmm. they're kind of like kind of act like they don't know what they want to do with him again. But still, yeah, I think more people are being like, "Oh, this guy is like a really great wrestler." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good answer too, Tyler. Very good. So, uh, so thank you for the question and thank you for the well wishes. Next question coming to us from Eight Luke S. Babyface Luke. Yeah, saying uh, I've been noticing a lot of hate towards Daniel Bryan on the official WWE YouTube channel in the WWE 2K14 simulation of Bryan winning the Triple Threat. There seemed to be a lot of hate in the comments towards Bryan. I've openly said that I'm not the biggest fan of the guy, but I still respect him as a wrestler. It seems some of the fans have turned on the Yes movement, and I would like to know your guys' opinions on it. I haven't really encountered personally a lot of uh, people turning on it. I know there. Um, what's that lady's name who's been who would write us in every once in a while saying, uh, talking about Brian. I, I know you're talking about. I can't remember her name. <sighs> she was the one talking. She posed the. She posited the discussion that she thought the yes chant was more over than Brian. Oh well. yeah. Uh, I'm real sorry for uh, forgetting your name, mm-hmm. uh, but um. Uh, on YouTube. Yeah, she's a YouTube commenter. Um. Yeah, I mean, trying to think of her name, I completely forgot what the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> Someone say something so I know what we're talking about again. I think. I, go ahead, Tyler. I feel like um, the people that dislike him. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, okay, now I know what I'm talking about again. <laughs> but go ahead, I'm sorry. I don't know. I think they still have those people who dislike him because. Because the indie situation, or he, because he was in the in, indies and all that stuff, and you still have those people where like, this. I'm not saying a, you know that's why a lot of people hate him, but there's mm-hmm. still that that group that you know that hates him. Like, oh, you know, your internet darling and mm-hmm. all that stuff, but it's way past all that. 
I think it could also be a, a thing of, you know, people who fancy the the larger men, you know, because Dana Bryan's not the tallest, he's not the strongest, and, and you know, there's some of the people who are still out there who are like, oh, that's not believable for him to be able to beat, you know, that guy or anything like My that. Dad. My dad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it's just, you know, I, I can understand them thinking that way because, you know, you think realistically, you know, a guy who's 6'2", going up against a guy who's 5'6", you know, just size alone, you would think. But, you know, it goes back to the old David versus Goliath. And, you know, you can never you can never really tell because, you know, just because you're a big guy doesn't mean you can win every yeah. fight. So that reminds me of dad. Oh, when he was in the match with Kane. Oh, yeah, Kane's going to definitely win this. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's I mean, that could be one of one of the people who, who might, unlo- you know, not like Daniel Bryan. I've I've personally encountered a lot of this. I've encountered people like, and I just looked up your name, Elizabeth, and I <laughs> apologize for forgetting your name, but people like Elizabeth who've who've commented uh, mm-hmm. and said she's not a fan, and that's cool. That's her bag uh, to not or uh, not her bag rather to be a fan of uh, him in particular, which is fine. I've I've seen people like that, but I don't think I've heard much of guys flipping on him, which I think is what he's trying to say. Mm. Uh, although I do I do think there are a segment of uh, your you're kind of hipsterish wrestling fans who want to like the guys before other people or want to like guys that other people are not liking. I think that's that sort of fan does exist because I've seen it. I've seen the guys who like kind of like, you know, your punk band or your indie band who got too popular guys will no longer like them because they're too mainstream. Now that is a real thing that happens. Yeah. I think it's real foolish and stupid, but uh, that is something that happens. Oh, but as far it. as uh, like personally, I haven't encountered any people who've turned on Daniel Bryan, <clears throat> but I uh, take your word for it. But I don't know what to make of that. Yeah. Sorry, Elizabeth. Well, and something that cracks me up is, are some of the comments uh, on the, on the main page for WNS. Uh, where they say, oh, Daniel Bryan's stale. His matches are stale and boring. I'm like, what? <laughs> what matches are you watching? Like, I don't I don't know. Anywho, that's just my little <laughs> my little rant towards it. So, uh, But thank you for the question. We do appreciate it. Uh, final question coming to us tonight from 123MDF456, saying, to me, it seemed when Goldust did the Hurricane Rana from the corner. Oh, I think I've already covered this, haven't I? Oh, no. Uh, to me, it seemed when Goldust did the Hurricane Rana from the corner, he landed wrong on the back of his head. Fandango quit quickly went after Goldust, and you could sort of hear him yell, back off! Then Fandango went for the suplex, and then the diving leg drop, which pos- po- uh, probably pissed Goldust off. I don't know, but Fandango has become a disappointment. He's very wild and sloppy in the ring. He hasn't really done anything for his gimmick. When he first started, I loved him, but ever since that concussion that, uh, that screwed his title shot and gave us Curtis Axel, he's done nothing. I sort of think Jericho was really the one that made us love Fandango. He built up the feud perfectly and probably gave him some ideas, like holding up the scorecards and things like that. Um, that that and his song was pretty over. What do you guys think about Fandango? Do you think he still has a future? Um. Well, as far as the gold dust, Woo! the gold, the gold dust stuff. Uh, someone else also commented at the beginning of the episode about that, right? Something yes. about something yes. to that effect. So. Hey guys, maybe it was something I missed, and maybe that's how I, missed I got it there. Too. I take I take you I take your guys' word for it then, uh, because multiple people have commented on that. So uh, maybe I was wrong there. As far as Fandango himself, um, I am of the opinion that the whole Fandangoing thing started out sarcastic and it was not a true. Uh, we were really behind this guy. I thought right. it was I thought it was an ironic thing. I thought it was a we're mocking this guy thing. That's how I felt about it when it started, and uh, to be honest with you, yeah, I mean I'm not a crazy big Fandango fan. I thought he did. 
I thought there were some interesting touches to his character as where he wasn't just a straight up like uh, throwback gimmick in the in the way that he's like I'm just a dancer. I thought there was some, a little bit more to it than that, but I don't think he's great in the ring or anything. And uh, I've really lost interest in his character even. And yeah, I mean, uh, to speak to what you're saying, like yeah, I feel like he he is. Uh, there's a long line of guys ahead of Fandango as far as uh, people that stuff needs to be done with. You mm-hmm. know, he's probably gonna like well. They don't eventually separate him and Summer Rae, but I was about to say his character might go away like uh, Brodus. Yeah. Go the way of the Brodus, extinct. <laughs> or they may repackage him. Yeah. Um, as far as my thoughts, I think it goes back to what we were talking about earlier as far as the the catchy themes. Like with Bray Wyatt, uh, Fandango had a really catchy theme. It really caught on with the crowd, and they decided that, you know. his theme was popular. Yes. His theme, I mean, it reached. So you guys are the opinion it was. It was a genuine response and not people making fun of him because I thought it was people making fun of him. I think it's a little bit of both. Okay. Like some people who in at first are mocking and then they're like, okay, I'm actually having fun doing this, you know. Um, and, you know, like it drives my girlfriend crazy whenever I do it. So naturally I have to keep doing it. Um, but anyways, um, you know, it, it, it seemed at first whenever he came onto the scene he was, you know, I'm this elegant dancer, and you have to pronounce my name right. Just don't piss me off because I will go off to another level. Yes, yeah, and I that, that completely too. got shut down. Right, like, we haven't seen any of that since. The second layer is gone. Yes, he's just the dancer. Guy. Yes, right. Uh, you know, now he's just, hey, let's toss Fandango out there. He's gonna dance, and we'll have the pyro and all that, and then he'll lose. Um, then he'll lose. Yeah. So. I think you need to kind of bring that back, bring back that aggressive side of him, you know. Uh, you know, Chris Jericho did help uh, in in getting him over, uh, especially with the crowd as well. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, has it run its course? Maybe. But uh, I don't know. That's As far as the future, it, it's really tough to tell. Um, he'd have to develop his character a little bit more and uh, and evolve it. Uh, go back to that crazy part, you know, that that I actually liked. But uh, I feel like we've been on a mar- marathon. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's been a it's been a nice uh, nice little run for us this week. So there are uh, like three people who were like do super long episodes or half <laughs> right now. <laughs> yes, like, these fools haven't shut up yet. I know. So uh, so yeah. So there you go. We certainly do appreciate all the uh, all the questions, all the feedback. Um, if you're two hours deep with us right now, you're fucking awesome. Thanks for <laughs> sticking with us. Balls for deep. Balls deep. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there you go. Uh, make sure to uh, leave your questions for us on our YouTube page, WNS Video, or our Facebook page, WNS Podcast. Uh, check us out on WrestlingNewsSource.com, WrestlingNewsSource.com on Facebook. Subscribe to us on iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. Don't forget to also enter the contest, either Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, by typing... WNS podcast is awesome, as brought to us by Tyler A. Bear. <laughs> Find us on Stitcher, Player.fm, and Beyond Pod by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. And uh, I'm about to tell you the uh, the Twitters, but before I do that, just know that next week uh, Ben Karen, director of uh, W. Oh, snap. Wrestling News Source will be in studio with WrestleMania us. predictions. Yeah. Video. First, the first of two he's coming, shows. He's coming from the UK yeah. all the way to fucking Texas to get in the studio with us. It's going to be a video show. So video. all you people who hate the video shows, too bad. Listen to happen. it on iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> Watch us on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so big, big, oh big, big show next week. Uh, 
we're going to see. Maybe we can even get some other people to come in and hang out and make it a yeah, big show. Yeah. Having a party. Yeah. So uh, Podcast look, party. Everyone's look, invited. Look forward to next week's show. And uh, for Twitter, the main site's at WN Source. We, the podcast, is at WNS Podcast. Is awesome. Uh, no, that's not right. WNS Podcast is awesome. <laughs> There's for the bomb. for the content, right, right. The Daniel's at WNS underscore Daniel. Tyler's we, at Tyler underscore Bear. Maybe I'll try I to get, Vinny. Maybe I'll try to get one together for before Mania, and uh, yeah. So we got a big show coming next week. Huge. Uh, so make sure you join us. Yeah, really good stuff. Make sure you support Top Rope Tuesday. Make sure you support Clutch City Productions. Make sure you support Nightmare Pro Wrestling. Make sure you support Asteroid Belt Company. So many more. Really good stuff. Yes. Arr. You know what? After this, I'm going to go support your bed. Taco Bell. Oh, okay. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I want tacos. So, for the podcast crew, <laughs> I am Dane O'Haran. I'm Tyler A. Bear. I'm Doug. And we will catch you all next week for WrestleMania predictions. <laughs> <laughs>